Welcome to the Hot Ticket Podcast. This is episode 95. On this episode, we had another badass interview. This time, and this is the second appearance he's made, is Juan Cancel from Protocol Cigars. This was absolutely a fun interview. It went, it went the distance, I'll put it that way. So as always, everybody, sit back, listen, and enjoy. Well, you think we're throwing it away in the air, but little do you know, as I start recording almost immediately. So. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. dude, I do it all nice. the time. I surprise people. <laughs> people are literally like, oh, are we going to start recording soon? I'm like, dude, we've been recording for Could 20 minutes. Could you imagine <laughs> we get like an hour in? It's like, are we going to record or anything? It's I like, love it. I love it. So, yeah. Chris, tell me why it is that you're not, you're, you're, your brain is disconnected from your head. I'll I tell don't you why know. I don't know. I, I, I've been just under a significant amount of stress lately. and uh, Good stress? Bad stress? Oh, no. This is the bad kind. It's bad stress. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, stress stress could be good for you if it keeps you on your toes. Good oh, stress. Oh, totally. But Getting a promotion, that kind of thing. I, but I, bad, I, bad is bad. Yeah, I get up this morning. Everything's pretty good. And I drink some coffee, getting ready to come over to Corey's and record the show. And the minute I start talking into this fucking mic, I can't put together a sentence. He literally, Juan, like, in just a brief moment, he goes, hey, do you remember? And then when he started his next sentence, he just went, hello, the, like, hello. And I was like, oh, you're, you're having a seizure right now. You're about to black out. So I don't know what's going on with him right now. So you just got to bear with me on this one. <laughs> well, we'll bear with each other because I'm having a... a can you curse on this thing? Is it yeah. Oh, fuck I'm yeah. I'm having a, sh- a shit morning myself. I'm ha- I have half a hangover. Let me let me start with the prefaces that I am now 46 years old. How, how old are you guys? 21, 22? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, 17. You're no. adorable. <laughs> no, uh, Chris eight, is 33. Yeah, I'm, I'm 31. I'm 33. Oh, but you're still 30s. 30s are the new 20s. What are you talking about? You guys are young. I feel young, honestly. I feel, I, I, I feel better right now than I ever have in my life. Yeah, but I remember. Listen, to this. So last night, um, the dojo, the cigar dojo crew are in Pennsylvania. So they could reach out to me, and they're like, "Juan, we're gonna take uh, this opportunity. We'll talk about that later." But they're they're in the area. We're gonna take this opportunity and visit shops. Do you have any suggestions? And I said, "There's a great shop right outside of Philadelphia called Smoke Moniac. I don't know if you guys ever heard of oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. Great." great shop man if like if i lived 10 minutes from there i'd be there all the time they'd have to evict me you know they got I just water <laughs> rights so we're in there and coast of the owner is a great great dude and we're hanging out in there the dojo guys are there we wound up making it a uh, officer uh cop appreciation night so we got a bunch of philly cops there oh sweet and we're drinking and we're having a blast next thing you know the place is supposed to close at 10 it's two thirty. I look at my watch. I'm like, oh <laughs> Holy my god! Shit. I was like, I got I got an hour and a half drive back home. I gotta get out of here. But like in the middle of the night, like Costa does this. Uh, you know the ACDC song called Thunder. Yes. So he does this drinking. I don't know if he came up with it. Or was it a cop? This is the only place I've seen him do this drinking game, where the song comes on, and you have a bunch of beers. Everybody gets a, a beer, and you have a bunch of extra, and. Every time they say thunder, somebody starts drinking. No, oh, Jesus it, Christ. It stop. And then the next time somebody says thunder, it says thunder again, then it's the next person's turn and the other guy puts the Holy drink down. Holy shit. From the beginning when they get thunder, 
Na 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 na. In the beginning, yeah. you're good because you're you're gonna take like three sips. Yeah. But when you get into those long guitar riffs, oh my god, <laughs> the guy could be pounding two 18 ounce solo cups of, of, of beer. It was uh, it was insane. I just I just thank God that I I didn't get those big solo riffs. I got the na 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 na. So like I took. Two thirty-second sips. It was awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's a great game. It's actually fun. You do a lot of people. It's really, and you're already buzzed. It's it's a, it's a fun game. So Shout so I, I have been living a little vicariously through you and your Instagram really? stories, and because okay. it looks like you're just having the time of your life. Like when I think you went down south into Florida, and yes, there's sir. many many pictures of which you looked so insanely hungover, <laughs> but you look like you're partying your ass off, and I was like, man, that looks so fun right now, and I'm in cold dreary ohio it's like 20 degrees here when you're yeah. down there so it's like i made it a point to go through every one of those instagram stories and just kind of keep going through them because it looked sunny it warmed it looked like a, a fun party great food the whole thing yeah it, it was it was actually pretty funny how like i go i go on this so let me preface the story with i retired uh since we last spoke i retired right. uh, J- january 31st congrats and thank you thank you and I said to myself, I have to get on the on the road more, and that trip was part of it. And I said, let me preface that preface with: first thing I wanted to do when I retired was I want to go to Nicaragua. I've been there before; I've been there like eight times, but it's always been like a tourist. I always go with another company, or when I did go like once, like last year or the year before, with a group of guys, the dojo guys, the fat ass guys. It was me trying to entertain 20 people. Yeah. So entertaining people in itself is a job. It's not like you just sit right. there and relax. You're, you're busy being a clown. And I'm pretty good at being a clown. So I'm good at my job entertaining people. But this is the first time I actually went and I was there by myself. It was just me and Eric and one buddy of mine. Uh, and then we, I just shadowed Eric the whole entire four days we were there. We went to the AJ uh, factory, nice. shadowed that guy for a day. And I just sat there and I tried to absorb as much information about that side of the industry. Like, I think social media marketing, we're doing decently considering we're not, you know, we don't want to have an education, a formal education in that, in, that, in, that, in that subject. But we have been doing pretty well, I think. Um, I want to give the company more credibility. And in the sense that I feel if I go to Nicaragua once every two months, I'm sorry, excuse me, once every two years, I'm just a brand owner going over there once once a year. But if I'm going over there two, three, four times a year, now I believe I'm giving the company more credibility in the sense that I'm in the trenches, I'm out there, I'm doing, I'm doing that. Right. So that was my first goal, and I did do that. My second part of the goal was after retirement was just going all in on this company. Just, just now imagine what Bill and I have accomplished and recently Kevin getting on what we've accomplished in four years with us doing this part time in the sense that we do it full time because it's a full time passion, but you're at work 40 hours a week plus overtime. Now you're doing 80 hours a week. How much time do you really have to put yourself into this? Right. And what we've taken this company in those short four years of somebody doing this, all of us doing this part-time has been really mind-boggling. But now that I am retired, I said I wanted to do this full. And that's what I've been doing. And I think you mentioned it. 
No, is it just me? I was getting people telling me you see a difference already. There's more buzz about. It's like a, almost like when we first started. When we first started, it was a big buzz, and it, you know you kind of load up. But now that I'm retired, I'm getting out there, I'm doing stuff. The buzz is like back. It's pretty amazing. Like you look through Instagram, it's just I'm photo gonna, after photo. It's I'm gonna crazy. be real. You look super liberated and in your element now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do. You do look. There's a sense of comfort, and I and I also agree as far as the sense of energy. And I think some of that is due to the exposure on social media, but it's really the content where it bleeds through. And that's what I've noticed and just no different. And we'll, we'll talk about the upcoming event that you have this Friday with cigar dojo, but around that product release and the nightstick, dude, there is so much hype around that. Uh, Just even scrolling through Instagram right now, there's so much hype where people are literally like paying attention to just this one release that you guys know you're going to sell out and right. a very, very thing. short period of we've time. Been, we've been keeping tabs on you. And the thing is, is we can sit here and tell you how good your guys' cigars are across your entire lineup. But when right. you hear it from other people in the social media feeds and the comments is crazy. Like, for example, uh, Jack Davis had mentioned, if you don't have pee in your mouth, you're not a real man. And then I've <laughs> also seen other men and women basically say, wow, their pee tastes so good. And then a lot of other yeah. people were like, I love how bitter and spicy their pee is. And it's fucking crazy <laughs> how much chatter there is around the p- protocol brand. Yeah, specifically yeah. specifically the power of the pee thing, which we we had some fun with that even on our podcast when you were on about a year ago. And that was <laughs> uh, that was a lot of fun. And, and it's it's cool to see that you guys are building a brand just outside of the cigar itself. I think one of the, that you actually mentioned something the last time we had you on that really, really, it kind of challenged my way of thinking about cigars because when I look at the production of cigars, there's a lot to be said for the quality, the time and attention. What are you using? What is the blend and what is the process? And you actually said something very interesting to me that really challenged my way of thinking. And that was, you were like, everybody makes a great cigar. There's so many out there right now. But Absolutely. when you think about the experience and the brand and the story and the commitment and the people who actually support that brand, being you and being Bill and being everybody who that works for you guys, that defines, I think, much, it defines you guys better as who you are as an organization. And oh, by the way, you're also producing really good stuff. I think that in in today's market, that I feel like that's more important than the actual cigar. It's weird. It's weird to say that, but a lot of people, especially on social media, commit and get behind people, not so much the products. Yeah, it happens. And uh, because there is so many great sticks out there, I feel like you you've definitely taken your slice out of that pie. And kind of made your own little home and it's 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 really awesome to see how much it's changed even in the last year we've spoke to you yep yeah i actually uh i don't know if i mentioned the story the last time i was on but uh somebody i think a good a part of that too is our our availability to the public like people like the story i'm about to tell you is a guy just reached me out on facebook like I'm sure through the point that gets a thousand messages, uh, you know, but he's a God, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm a regular dude, but these guys, these big guys get probably messages all the time. Who has the time to really, you know, answer them? So right. I think that's the amount of, uh, of, of actually uh, connection we have with our audience, the engagement, it's really high. Cause in reality, we're just like, we consider ourselves, we are you guys, we, you know, we're the same people. So some guy uh, sends me a uh, PM on uh, on Facebook and he says, I smoke Arturo Fuente Opus X. Uh, why should I smoke your cigars? 
And the first thing I said to the guy was, you know something? Arturo Fuente is a tremendous cigar. Absolute one of my favorites. I actually have three cigars in glass tubes waiting for my three children to get married, whatever day they is. Because I bought them in 2005. They're just sitting in my humidor. Beautiful. And I already said, I'm not going to smoke them until each one of them, my kids get married. So that's to show you how much respect and admiration I have for that company. I said, with that being said, sir, uh, I could lie to you and tell you that uh, our cigars are the best cigars in the world and say we use only the finest tobacco that nobody else could get. We roll them in the thighs of virgins <laughs> and we sacrifice goats every day. I could make up some story, yeah. but I told them the reality of it, sir, is that right now in this market, more than ever, there are so many great cigars out there. you know, And they are just, you can go into any shop and just put out your hand and blindfolded and pick out five cigars and they're all tremendous i said but what ultimately makes us different than everybody else is us sir and he responded back to me he goes wow i appreciate that da, 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 da. and he started following now we like we want to chit chat with each other he goes oh you're doing good things or whatever but it just shows you like uh you know how it, the engagement with the public that's important also oh, and yeah. it's true that uh you know you, you can barely find a bad cigar out there so they're all great now you got exquisite extraordinary stuff you got great you know you got those levels they're all good you know good good and above right so how do you differentiate all that i think at this point you you know like you mentioned that it, uh it's it's the brand themselves like you know what are they about that's that's part of it i don't know if it's it's, it's a good question like i remember one time saying this is way before uh, i got into the business i said i'd rather smoke a shit cigar from a great guy than smoke an outstanding cigar from an asshole. Oh, oh, totally. Couldn't agree more. So I guess I guess that's part through what you guys mentioned. Yeah, I, I'll give you that one. Yeah. yeah, and one of the other things I know, and this is outside of even, you know, you guys are, I mean, everybody as a whole, I think at your organization are super, not only approachable, but you will respond to things. But even beyond that, you guys connect with people in a different way, even when you're doing events, right? I've been to a lot of cigar events and I've never seen, and I haven't been to one of yours and I know you asked me about Friday and trust me, if I could get there, I would um, come closer to Pittsburgh. Uh, <laughs> We're going to do a Pittsburgh trip, by the way. Okay, perfect. When is. you do Pittsburgh, yeah. that's only three and a half hours away. Yeah, that's we can easy do to get that to. one easy. Philadelphia right. is nine and a half. So it's a very, oh, yeah, it's, a long, way. it's yeah. a long way. Um, yeah. But that being said, when I see your guys' connection to people at those events, those are unlike anything that I've ever experienced or been, been a part of. I think sometimes the the lack of energy or even, I would say, representation from a certain brand at an event, and some of them become very stagnant. I'm sure that you've seen that. It's like, here's what we got, and have fun. There's no you energy. Wanna, you guys bring you wanna, energy to it. There's something funny. Jack Taranio just got on. I love Jack. Shout out to Jack. Jack Taranio just got on to uh, Espinosa Cigars, and we're sitting in uh, in Kevin's house a few months ago. And we're talking. I know I've known Jack a long time. You know, just by me being like an Uber fan and going to places and going to to events, and I used to do my own event for ten years. I, I grew to know a lot of people in the industry. So mm-hmm. I've known Jack for a long time. He's a great human being, great guy. Just the the the, the amount of history behind his name alone, but. Besides that, so we're sitting in Kevin's uh, Kevin's garage smoking cigars, and Jack goes to me, he goes, you know something, Juan? I, I want to tell you something. I'm like, yeah, what's up? He goes, uh, you know, I, I've worked for my own company. I've worked for other company, 
corporate, this and that. And they always tell you, you know, don't do this, don't do that, dress this way, just, do this, do that, don't do this. Everything they tell us not to do, you're out here doing, and it's working, mm -hmm. and it's amazing. Now, I'm, I don't say to get, you know, let's not get crazy drunk and take our shirts off, and but sometimes you, you got to do that. So you know, depending on your crowd and stuff. Sure. Like I get it, but you know, you don't like who who does drinking games with with with, with some of these brands. Think about oh, that. Just think about that for a second. I'll be pounding beers like we're college kids. I'm 46 years old. But if that's what the situation calls for, the energy, whatever, that's what we do. It's a party, and we we're, we're, we're celebrate every time we have an event. It's a celebration that a we have a cigar brand, b that a comp that a shop brought us in, and c that you came out just to see us, or even if you just walked into the shop and tried one of the cigars, we're we're there, we're partying, man. Thank you for being there, and it's like, yo, let's fucking have a blast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we can, and we definitely can see that, and that I think that's one of the things that it's easy for people to attach themselves to that because you guys are, like you said, you're you're people, right? You're not. Right. you're you're not out there pretending to be superior to anybody else it's like hey i'm i'm involved at a level that everybody's involved at and we're just all doing it out here together and i think that's really cool that's a wonderful approach yeah so i have a question one so now that yes. now that you are outside of retirement and i know you're putting i know you're putting all your time attention and energy into protocol cigars what are the next next steps for you guys and what does representation look like as far as bnm exposure online exposure going for you forward so like what does that growth path look like all right so uh we've actually had a uh, a big meeting about this what, what what's what what's in the future for us so what we want to do is basically build the brand as the bottom line fundamentally we, we just want to build this brand and the way you do that is yes we start like for example the road trip i did right, right. That, that that social media impression that left that footprint it left was beyond what i ever expected i thought it was, you know it's just me being me posting stuff and i was like uh tristan which is our social media director said Juan, mm -hmm. you need to try doing more of those instagram videos i was like screw it this would be a perfect opportunity to do these Instagram video. So I started doing the Instagram videos and, uh, well, I'm there and it's, uh, it just the feedback I got when I got back was so tremendous. Like people were like, just having such a good time following me and stuff like you guys mentioned it. It's amazing. So on that part of it, boom, we're going to increase our social media more now. Cause now we have, there's no restrictions as far as what I can post. I don't have to worry about well, I'm at work now. I can't really post a cigar. Now it's all about yeah. getting this out here. And that's what I've been doing. The second part to that is, again, we don't come from a uh, an official schooled marketing, social media uh, uh, side of it. You know, there's no formal education in that discipline. It's just what we've tried and done and worked. And we know that social media does work and we have grown, but we also understand for every one guy that's on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, Cigar Dojo, there's a hundred guys that are not. Mm -hmm. How do you get to those guys? And the only way you get to those guys is boots on the ground, getting into shops, meeting people, kissing babies, shaking hands, getting reps, which are starting to get reps now, uh, and just building it that way. So what we want to do is just basically build our roots even stronger. Uh, I believe what we've done in four years is remarkable. I, I still pinch myself every day, like thinking about like four years, two, two guys, full-time cops, 
on their time off, days off, taking days off, doing the cigar stuff. And what we've done with that was tremendous. Now imagine one of us full-time doing it. All chips are in. Boom. I'm all in. Four years, Bill Ives retires. Now it's both of us doing it all in, traveling separately, sometimes together, depending on the event. I think uh, as long as the FDA doesn't really shut us down, and I don't know where we're at with that, but we're good as of right now, everything we're doing. But tomorrow, so the uncertainty of the FDA, they could say tomorrow, it's going to cost you $100,000 to, 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 for each blend to be tested, blah, 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 blah. We don't have that money, so we're done. It's a, we're, we're done. You know, so it depends what the FDA does. Right. Uh, with that said, it's kind of a limbo thing, you know. Um, so we're just kind of going forward. But right, as of right now, we're all complying. We're all good. But what's to say tomorrow they change something and now all, they, they we're fucked. We're out, of the, we're out of the game. But with that, we can't live your life like that. We figured, are we going to let this? Let me take a puff of my cigar. Hold on. Sure, you go. you're good, man. We call that a hold test, people. What are you, uh, what are you smoking, Juan? I'm actually smoking uh, the... Protocol Dojo Nightstick. Oh, oh yes, son of a bitch. Which, which we, we will talk about a little bit later. But yeah, definitely. I actually was. I started talking. I spoke. I, I will have to go back and see how long I spoke for. But I didn't puff this thing. It feels like for at least a good five minutes, and I just puffed it. And it's back. It's back hey, that's the perfect old test. Yep, you take it approved. You pass. <laughs> that's fucking tremendous. All right, so uh, my ADD kicked in. What was I just saying? So you were talking about. Well, you were talking about the FDA, but not being trepid or nervous about right. so, continuing so forward. So when this whole thing came out, we're going to say, all right, are we going to now just shut this down because we're going to die and we're not going to do it? They're going to kill us. So we might as well just cut our losses. Or do we just go like outlaws, like legal outlaws, like lawmen outlaws, right? Like rebel outlaws and just go cat. We're going to go as far as we can. Just catch you when you catch me. And then when you catch you, boom, it's done. You know, within that, so we were like, let's fucking just take this, go all in and comply with everything, but just keep on going. Just keep on going. Let's comply with this, get this, right. register this, register that, do this. Eric's helping us out with that, which is awesome. So as of right now, we're good, but they could throw a curveball and change everything. And they say, you know, the testing part is this, depending how much they're going to charge for that. Like I've heard people say it's going to be anywhere from $3,000 to $100,000. Imagine yeah. $100,000. Like, what are we going to there's no way we have yeah. that. We got nine facings. We're nine hundred thousand. We're done. We're done after that. Boom. We're done. Thank you, everybody. But we said we're gonna try to just push this until that day comes that we're no longer there because of the FDA, and you know, and I'm, it's been working out. You know, you you know, yeah. thank God, knock on wood. I'm so gonna this, be real with you though. We've already been through one prohibition, and guess who still able was able to find alcohol? Us people. All right. That's true. I've heard I've heard that the, the the black market cigar there's a there's a topic on, like an underground topic of the black black market uh cigars. Yeah, people and, are literally I've I've heard it's like there's been numerous amounts of people that said it's like, "Well, you just take it underground." I feel confident that the FDA is not going to really listen to this episode. So, uh one thing you can do too is delabel your cigars. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't mine. Ain't mine. <laughs> yeah, I think are it, Juan, are you are you do you think that that day is inevitable or are you just, are you just not worried about gut, it if it is? My, my gut is, uh, I think, uh, there's going to be some sort of regulation. Um, 
I can't see marijuana going legal and cigars being crushed in this in this country. So, um, and everywhere marijuana is basically borderline legal now. Right. Um, yeah. I can't see that happening, but uh, hope for the best. You know, um, I believe if we could somehow get some kind of, you know, we're not cigarettes, we're not e-cigarettes, mm-hmm. we are cigars. We need to get lobbying to get classified as premium cigars and understand what the premium cigar market is there's nobody addicted to cigars like i can go a week without smoking a cigar and i might you i miss it i miss it but i i I will still function because you miss it you miss it because you enjoy it you don't miss it because it's an addiction and here's what's also kind of crazy so i ended up just sharing a a relatively recent not like super recent but a recent uh interview between tucker carlson and rocky patel great interview i love rocky patel and yeah. well, um, if you guys want to have rocky patel on i, I, I can make that happen uh that best. would be sure. that would be the most intense episode ever intense. talk yeah but, all right i'm gonna i'm gonna start on that as soon as we get off the phone i'm not kidding you on i will probably <laughs> shit my pants four times but uh <laughs> what was interesting about the articles obviously he's standing up against fda regulations and declassifying uh cigars uh from the typical tobacco industry as a whole with you know you've got e-cigs cigarettes uh marijuana and we're kind of the as he put it the one size glove fits all approach which is is irresponsible of the fda but also hindrance on us who are in the cigar industry so taking that away from that entire group of regulations would be good but also the fact that they even mentioned a study that was done that talked about that smoking two cigars a day every day has little to no impact on your health. Yeah. I think more of that's coming out too as, as I think I, I, I want to say the light protest that's been coming about from people who are very deeply entrenched in the cigar industry. I think it's causing more researchers and more scientists to kind of explore, well, what are the implications? I think it's right. more, it more has been an unknown unless you're in the cigar industry, then you know that the implications aren't the same as cigarettes or other things. But scientifically, it, there's I think there was little research done, but now I think it's happening to a degree where you can't ignore it. It's one of those things where it's like, it, it's it, the differences are so vast that how are you going to blanket regulate something that doesn't deserve to be under that blanket? It's yeah, just, absolutely. There's a ton of that, unfortunately. Let me say about Rocky Patel, this guy is... One of my favorite. This guy's an incredible. This guy's actually been to my house. That's awesome. Sat down, broken bread with my family. Had had my son on his lap. He's such a great human being. Like his persona when you meet him at an event is the same persona you see him in the house. Man, that, that guy is tremendous. I remember one time we hung out in my backyard till like five in the morning, and we're drinking we popped off like two bottles of scotch between the two of us and we're sitting the fire we're sitting by the fire six in the morning now he's like what one a what are we doing <laughs> i'm like Rock, i'm going to bed he goes going to bed are you crazy i have a flight at 11 i can't go to sleep we gotta go get breakfast we freaking wind up going <laughs> and back then i was nowhere near in the industry i was just like a regular and i am still a regular dude but i was not quote unquote in the industry as a brand owner or anything like that. I was just a a, a mega nerd, right? And I and like I wind up uh, you know getting to know Rock. I had his number. So a uh, famous smoke shop used to have a cigar event called Cigarnival, and it was like 2011 something like that. 
it's like uh, the same day I had like Eric Espinosa, Eddie Ortega, a few other people at my house. They all leave. It's one o'clock. They're leaving. I'm like, oh, thank God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to bed now. I get a call from Rocky Patel. I'm like, what? Rocky Patel? Why is Rocky calling me? Like, hello, Rock? Nawani, what are you doing, pal? I'm like, uh, uh, nothing, Rock. What's, what's going on? He goes, well, uh, you know, I, I want somewhere to hang out. I'm like, uh, I think to myself, <laughs> is Rocky Patel? Like, the, to me, he's this what? god, right? Yeah. yeah. Is Elvis Presley god? <laughs> think about the kiss. Is he calling me, Juan Cancel, to hang out with me? Like, like I'm like, really, Rock? Uh, yeah, if you want to come by, yeah, go ahead, bro. Come. All right, I'm, I'm in front of your house because you're in where I live. <laughs> there. And he's on the phone walking up the driveway. I'm like, holy shit. And you and aren't going to say no anyway. No. Are you not? Listen, Elvis Presley calls you up and says, uh, I, I, I want to go party at your house. Are you going to say no? Yeah, no. you'll never say no. Jay-Z, Jay-Z says, yo, I'm coming through. Can I? Are you going to say no? No, right? I, you're no. definitely not gonna say no, and then you're, you're also gonna, gonna say no. You're gonna accommodate anything that they want as well. Oh man, it was it was it was. That's it was incredible! Crazy. What a cool story. So, so here, at six in the morning now. It's like, Wani, I feel we, we polished off these uh, two bottles of scotch, whatever. He goes, Wani, I need a pick me up. I'm like, Rock, if you want, I'm making some Cuban coffee. He goes, I, I don't drink coffee. Want this guy doesn't drink coffee. I'm like, Rock, you don't drink coffee? No, no, no. It doesn't agree with me. I'm like. Let me make you a little bit of Cuban Spanish. I'm just, just you have a little one. So I go off and I make this super strong espresso. <laughs> I put it, I pour it into this espresso cup and I put this sugar in there. I put a lot of sugar in there. I was like, Rocky, just have a sip. If you don't like, I made a, there's a bunch of people there, of course. I made a bunch of them. He goes, I shouldn't do this one. He goes, just, just take it. He takes a sip. He goes, wow. And he takes it and he throws it like a shot. I'm like, whoa, Rock, what are you doing? Like, wow, Wani. That, that was tremendous. Let me have another one. He pounds oh boy. another one. Oh, boy. He, you know, he goes, oh, my God. That's the best coffee I've ever had, one. He pounds three espresso shots. Oh, shit. It's like six like, shots. This guy starts to do I, I kid you not. Here's a maybe 50-year-old guy in Rocky. You know, he, <laughs> he starts doing cartwheels in my backyard. Wani, I'm ready to take the world. I'm like, oh, my God. What did I fucking do? <laughs> Five I'm surprised that he didn't immediately shit himself after because oh, nah, Cuban bro. Cuban coffee and Cuban espresso so and, and I, I've just recently been acclimated to this because we have the company I work for has an office in Fort Lauderdale and there's a couple girls in the office who are Cuban native and they make Cuban coffee and Cuban espresso they do the same right. thing with the sugar and I swear right. to so you good. I've never had anything so delicious so as yeah. for, in terms of coffee it is the best I've ever had. It was crazy because it was like every meeting that we had, I was there for a week, every single day in the afternoon, right around 2.30, they would make it because that's when everybody in this meeting just started crashing. And then immediately mm. you're just right back up. It was beautiful, beautiful thing. You, you get the caffeine high and the sugar high. Yes. Oh, it's, like, a, it's amazing. You're, you're good for at least half an hour, 45 minutes. Oh yeah, it'll push you through the day. And that was, that's what we needed. Rocky awesome. cutting it loose at five in the morning. That's amazing. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's amazing, bro. It's just that's why I love this industry, man. Just the people in this industry are pretty, pretty freaking tremendous. Who who else, Juan, have you met that maybe it's not to the same caliber, but just a really down to earth, cool ass dude? Who are some of the people that you've met in the industry that kind of stick uh, out in your head? Jonathan Drew. Okay. Yeah. Definitely one of the. I got a great coffee story with Jonathan Drew. So after uh, Cigarnival, again, because I live 
two miles from famous smoke shop in Eastern Pennsylvania. And they used to do this big, tremendous uh, event called Cigarnival, right? And I did an event every year called the Port Authority Police Hispanic Society Cigar Night. So I did that for 10 years. And there, were, there was one year I had Rocky Patel there, AJ Fernandez, Jonathan Drew, Steve Saka, Nick Molino, Rafael Nodal, Caldwell, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, Tom Mazuka, uh, who else? Uh, oh, that's amazing. Uh, uh, Michael Hurtlock. It was just amazing. So many people were there. Um, Erica Espinosa, Eddie Ortega. It was insane. So this thing started off 10 years in the beginning. It was like 75 people. The last one we did was 350 people. We had to stop selling tickets because shit. it became something so much larger than, than, than the job in the Port Authority Police. It became like almost like an event. Like, uh, you know, you, you're a cigar nerd, right? You pay, I think it was like 150 You got like 30 cigars. You got a full course dinner, open bar. And you're hanging out with Jonathan <sighs> Drew, Rocky Patel. That's and incredible. That's well, anyway, a great so price. To give back to the guys that would that would uh, uh, support me and donate cigars, if they were at Cigarnival, I'd invite them to my house. So there was one year that Jonathan Drew was at Cigarnival, so I tell Jonathan, and Jonathan comes with an entourage, bro. He got it's no joke. So I tell Jonathan, listen, I got uh, I want you know you guys do a lot for my for, for my event. I want to give back. So I, I got I got lobster tails and ribeye steaks. I'm gonna throw on the grill for you guys, but let's keep it at like ten because I only got ten ten uh ten ten big steaks and 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 ten lobster tails. He goes, All right, problem, no one, no problem, ten. By the time everything was said and done, I had thirty people at my house. Oh, my <laughs> wife was like, "Who the fuck are all these people? <laughs> What's going?" She was ready to like bug the fuck out. Kick. I was like, "Baby, just I'm sorry. Like I guess." It, spilled, it got out. Next, you know, there's 30 people there. So you know what I did? I actually cut each of the steaks. I made 20 into, <laughs> into 40. Yeah. I cut the lobster tails in half and made, you know, 10, 20 into 40, whatever. So I was able to feed everybody and everybody had a great time. But at one point, it's the end of the night and like nobody wants to fucking leave. I'm like, oh my God, how do I make that? Everybody's like, I'm, 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 I have the big, it's called a, it's called, it's called a, 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 a percolator or in Spanish, a, a, a creca. The big two-piece thing where you make like Italian espresso. Yeah. So I got one that makes twelve cups, and I'm like buzzed already. So it's the end of the night, and uh, I, I I put it on a thing, but I forget to put a washer. It's an important washer you need to put on there, but I forget to put it. So I put it on there. I put it on the flames high, and we're talking blah 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 da da. All of a sudden, I don't know what happens, but the thing explodes. Oh my god. And oh, there's coffee grinds all over the place. <laughs> it makes like a pop. It's just pop. <laughs> and there's just black coffee grinds all over the fucking kitchen on top of everybody. But surprisingly, nobody got hurt. It wasn't even hot by the time it landed on them. Jonathan Drew looks at me with a face filled with coffee grounds. <laughs> he wipes it off. He goes, and on that note, we're leaving. And the whole entire crew just left. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> That's all but, it took. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Drew was, is a great guy. Uh, I've had intimate dinners at my house with Steve Saka, Drew, uh, uh, David Lafferty. Now they're working together, which was pretty amazing. Yeah, uh, I've had Eric Espinosa, Eddie Ortega. These, there's some people that I would, uh, uh, you know, my lungs, my lungs are fucked up full of cigars this month, but I'd give one of them if they needed it because they're that good of people, you know. Uh, right. Everybody in the whole Zona thing, you know, Danny, Danny Moya, Nelson Ruiz, Danny Mo from Moya Ruiz, uh, Eric, his son, Junior. Junior, man, that's a great guy, man. He's 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 the one that's gonna take Espinosa into the next millennium. That young guy is 
a tremendous human being. That's awesome. Uh, who else? Oh, man, I've been with I've actually been to AJ Fernandez's. I hate doing his name dropping, but you actually, who else in the industry is cool like that? I've been to AJ Fernandez's house in Nicaragua, and we're sitting there and we're talking, we're bullshitting, drinking, maybe five people, you know, including me and Eric. And he goes, You like steak? He goes, Who doesn't like steak? He goes, I, I had these steaks flew in from, we're in Nicaragua now, it's the lead in fucking third world country. He goes, I had these steaks flown in from California. You want them? He, I was like, no, nah, nah, I don't want to do it. Fuck it. Ask the guy, he brings them out. They're these fucking tomahawk ribeye steaks that are the size of your fucking arm. He, he stole them on a grill. I was like, I couldn't believe how good this fucking meat was. It's the kind of oh, human dude. Meat. These, these are the kind of people are out there. These are, that's why, you know, uh, I, I love a lot of these guys in this industry. And I fell in love with the industry through being a fan and, right. and getting that aspect, aspect of them all. So. Yeah, it's definitely one of those industries. It's very strange in terms of the fact that like like in the industry that I work in, it's very it's very competitive. It's ultra competitive. And it's it, you know, it's like kill or be killed. Um mm -hmm. in the cigar industry, it's there is competition, but it always seems to be friendly and healthy. Totally. I, like don't every, get me don't get me wrong, we're all in competition with Right, us. of course. Of course, but but there's well, also like there's like this sense of community that comes with that too, and as opposed like a bigger to like picture. Re resentment or hate. Yeah, it's kind of a strange dynamic, uh, you know, in in terms of how things operate in the cigar world versus other industries where it's so cutthroat. It's it's really cool. People like, don't put people down. It's more you'll see more people bringing people up even competitively than you will see them it's, put them down. It's like the the uh, story of hockey players when they talk about them getting in fights on the ice, but afterwards both teams get together and they drink and have fun at a bar. Right, <laughs> or leave it on the rink. It's like you know it's we're like here we to do our thing, but we're also, but we're also jovial and yeah, friendly. friendly. And yeah. it's it's a bigger community, which I think is really cool. Um, I actually got a actually got a funny, hold that thought for a second. Yeah, go right? for it. I, I actually got a funny story I wanted to share with you, and I actually was going to tell you during my last podcast but i said this would be a great story for our following podcast so here we are now so i'm going to tell Ooh. you about the last podcast so i was on your podcast sometime about early august yep i want to say something like oh, early august whatever it was early august dead in the middle of summer hmm. 120 degree days crazy right right so we've been trying to get our schedules uh, all together but you know, you guys have a certain schedule, and back then I was still working, so right. my schedule was crazy. So you gave me a time, and we had already rescheduled like two, maybe two, three times. I was like, right. I can't keep doing this to these guys. I got, I'm gonna fucking do this. I don't care. I was on my way to work. Yeah. And what what you guys did not know was that I drive a 2004 Toyota Corolla, or used to drive, and the AC crapped out on me. So. That thing only spits out hot air and oh, hotter no. air. Oh, no. So you put the AC on, it's hot air. But in the, in the wintertime, it's great. So we're good for winter, spring, and fall. I'm tremendous in that car. Summer, <laughs> I'm a dead man. I have to have the windows down, driving 90 miles an hour just to keep cool. So now I'm in the car, and I got I, I to make it work. So I put the headphones on, windows up. I can't have the window up because now I'm driving... 75 miles an hour the slightest crack makes this terrible noise so i'm sitting in the car and it is disastrous it's like a hundred i'm looking at the at the uh, uh thermostat <laughs> it's like 110 outside i'm like it must be 100 i'm sweating 
water's pouring down. I'm, but I'm talking to you. I'm trying to be a trooper. And do you remember that time that we conked out? That yeah, we yeah. cut out. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't reception. It was my iPhone came on and Got said, too hot. Too hot. <laughs> Got too hot and it shut down. So then I had to drive with the uh, iPhone outside of my car. Let it cool down. That's so incredible. Window open. Hoping this thing cools down. And then when it did cool down, I finally got called back. And then you had all these wonderful stories of me stopping. <laughs> you fighting crime. You fighting crime. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm in my job and, and I, I overheated my hot, my iPhone. So two things. That's One, awesome. your level of commitment, sir, is commendable. Yeah. And we appreciate it. We honestly, yeah. would we had no idea. We just thought things got cut out. Now, secondly... The fact that you were very open to telling that story because perhaps the superhero persona that Chris and I gave you during <laughs> during those outages, knowing that that's not the reality, I like this story even better. The it's, reality it's fantastic. was 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 just the stellar opposite of that. It was me. It's just I'm just a regular guy driving a 2004 Toyota Corolla with the Puerto Rican flag in the back and. Uh, AC went out, and I already knew, listen, the, the bottom line is, I knew I was going to retire soon, so I said to myself, do I really want to fix this car when I know I'm going to get rid of it? It's got 300,000 miles. It's a great little car, don't get me wrong, but it served this purpose. Right. I used it for 10 years to drive me to and from Pennsylvania to Jersey. It was 72 miles, no, 71 miles each way, 142 miles round trip. Every day I did that. I killed that car, and that car kept me and never broke down on me. Uh, what started going out with the first, one of the things when I was the AC unit and I was like, uh, fuck it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna even put a dollar into it. Yeah. To yeah. fix an AC unit's expensive. It, it, those AC compressors are not cheap and the labor around yeah. fixing them. It's, it wouldn't be worth it. Yeah. So I feel you, just, you sweated it out and you For kept your composure. 15 minutes, maybe <laughs> an hour and a half, whatever it was. Oh God. Oh, that is super commendable. My I feel like we owe soaked. you so much for that. <laughs> My clothes are soaked. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Listen to me. What, what brand owner wants to tell that story? I'm driving around a 2004 Toyota Corolla with no AC. You're like, you know, you want to be a certain... But it goes to show you, I'm just I'm just a regular guy like it's, everybody else. Yeah, it's Blue very hum- It's very humanistic. It's and it's it's on the ground level where where people can identify with those things, which which to me is that is a huge reason why you can attach yourself to someone is when you have things in common with them where they're not, you're not living up in the stars. You know what I mean? You're, you're, right. you're another guy. All you guys are. Obviously you you went from, from one industry into another. I am curious being a police officer, how much of that still is a reflection in your day to day? Like, do you ever kind of find yourself acting like a police officer and not realizing it? So I'm going to tell you every, just like in any profession, you have individuals. Overall, we are law enforcement, but I have my own philosophy in life, and I had my own philosophy in law enforcement. I'll tell you about my philosophy in law enforcement. When I was working for 20 years, my philosophy was there are bad guys, and there are good people having bad days. So I would never give a summons, just go around, give a summons to somebody. It's just that wasn't my thing, really. Like, if I... Like if I'm sitting somewhere and you'd fly past me, I got to stop this guy. If you gave me something like officer, I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, I had, a, you know, I'm, I'm in a rush. I got to take a shit, whatever. <laughs> right, so be, care- yeah. be careful. Give me something. Don't be like, what the fuck you stopping me? That kind right. of stuff. But when I did stop people, I understood it wasn't about, you know, 
everybody has bad days, man. You know, there's some days, for example, you got to take a shit. You're going to start driving faster, right? You want yeah. to now get stopped. Look, you were five miles above the speed limit. I'm giving you a citation. Then you shit your pants and turtle you fuck, right? Turtle heads coming so, out. Yeah. Those, those, th that to me is the majority of people. Like the bad guys are doing robbing, cheating, stealing. Those are the guys that, 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 I'm, I'm, that was my focus. Quick example like I'm early on in the job in the NYPD in Canarsie, and we're driving around with a lieutenant, me and this other young rookie cop. The lieutenant says, See that guy over there? <clears throat> He's selling CDs by the church by the train. I was like, okay, what are we looking for? You don't see him right there. I'm, I'm looking at the guy. I was like, is there a guy behind him robbing somebody? I, I don't see what's wrong. He goes, he's not supposed to be selling those CD. That's pirating and blah blah blah. I'm looking at the guy. He goes, yeah, but you know what's what's the big deal? He goes, he's breaking the law. I said, sir. And the lieutenant goes, I want you to go arrest him, confiscate that da 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 da. I'm like, sir, this guy is just trying to make a dollar for his family. You know, he's trying to make ends meet. He's hustling. He's not out here robbing, stealing, you know, you know, people. What's going on? He goes, do you feel that way about it? He goes, yes, sir. I feel that way about it. He goes, all right, don't worry about it. Went to the next guy. You go over there and uh, arrest the guy. The other guy was like, yes, sir. He went out, collected all the thing, arrested the guy. And I'm like, it's a great story. It shows you, like, there's always somebody who would be willing to do that. So, you know, it's, 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 it's like that. But I get it. They're they're breaking the law but to me you got the bad guys and you have just regular people doing you know what they got to do so yeah well you're not you're not treating it black and white i mean yeah, there's, there's a lot of gray area too, right yeah there's a lot right. of gray area why people do like, the things they do i could say this now because i retired but the nypd did have a quota back in the day right they always say sure. oh we don't have a quota we don't yeah. have a quota but no, they you do, do. <laughs> i'm off that job yeah. i can say it they give you fucking hell if you don't do that quarter. So what I used to do was, you're telling me I got to give you 20 summonses a month or I'm going to get penalized. Yes? Yes. Okay. So what I would do is, it doesn't matter what kind of summonses they were. So what I would do is just give them all busted taillight, headlight summonses. Because what happens, you get a busted taillight, they get thrown busted, out. you get it fixed. It gets it gets it gets thrown right. out. You have 14 days to get it fixed. You get <laughs> I'm not, don't quote me on that because it could have changed. This is going on 20 years ago. Yeah. But you know, I would give you a summons. I would tell you, go to the precinct, fix it, show them the receipt, and they would get it fixed. I'd get my number and the person would, would, would get the uh, thing thrown out. That was just my mentality. That's the way right. I was. I like that. So I that's kind of like go ahead. I respect you even more now. Yeah, just the way I, I was. I, I don't. I don't think you know. I think there's bad people and it's just good people having bad days. I agree. So, uh, when it comes to the policing, that was that. But now, I love it that I went from telling people what not to do, where to go, where not to go, what they can, what they cannot do. To look at me yesterday. I'm putting a cigar in your fucking hand and pouring a beer in the other hand. Boom. Enjoy it. Thank. Thank. Thank you. I love it. I, I love this whole new thing and yeah. I'm just going to run with it. So, uh, I don't, I'm, don't get me wrong. You know, you have 20 years of policing on you. I'm walking down the street. I'm seeing a woman get raped. An old woman gets slapped by a guy for his purse. I'm going to do something. I'm going right. to maybe get killed doing it. Cause if I don't have my gun, but it's, it's, it's in you, uh, an explosion happens and you see people hurt. There's no way after 20 years of being a cop, and your mentality is to run towards that, that you're going to run the other way. Right. Uh, God forbid uh, a terrorist attack happens in New York. I, I can see myself, I'm anywhere near going to help instead of running away because it's, it's in you. It becomes part of you. Don't get me wrong. I will always be 
a cop at nature, but it's it's gonna have to be something. I could see a guy smoking weed doing crack in front of me. I'm not gonna do a citizen's arrest. Fuck you. I won't even call anyone. one. I just get the fuck out of there. Right. It's a different thing now. So I yeah. I, I left that that, and I'm I'm very thankful. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm thankful for my 20 years of service. I'm 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 happy that I was able to serve serve the community. And that was my main thing to serve the community, protect them, and do my best to. I, I remember being young on a job and thinking. If every day I can change somebody's mind about a cop, one person a day, every day for the next 20 years, I've, that's 5,000 people's minds I've changed about cops. So I, I would treat everybody with a lot of respect. I never was that that guy. But, uh, you know, you, you do have, just like you have asshole plumbers, asshole, you know, doctors, you got asshole cops. It's yeah. Just, yeah. And the thing is, the asshole cops are the ones that get all the publicity in the news because that's what sells newspapers or, yeah. uh, you know, pushes headlines, all these tragic things. But 10,000 things like I used to do that, and not to say, look at me, look at me, but is a perfect example. I walk into a diner three in the morning and buy myself a cup of coffee. And there's this little, there's this girl, probably 21 years old, crying drunk i'm like what's wrong miss i lost my wallet i can't go home i don't have nothing to do i have nowhere to make any money i was like where do you live i live in somewhere in west bubble fuck new jersey what's your address i call up the uber boom 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 the uber's gonna be 10 minutes outside your outside your door 31 dollars it costs whatever it was she, oh my god officer thank you don't worry about it just go because th these are the things and, and that's just one example that come but every day like buying a homeless guy a meal whatever it was it's just that's the kind of person I am. I This is my philosophy, not a cop, not anything else. You put out positive energy into the universe, the universe gives it back to you. Maybe not you, but your child. What's to say one day, 20 years from now, my daughter's not somewhere being an idiot, drunk somewhere, and somebody, instead of killing her, will be like, all right, I'll put you in an Uber, get out of here, boom, now you go. Right. You know, it's just things you got to do. That's just my philosophy in life. I've always been a positive person. Uh, I've always put out positive energy. I only, I've never been a person to fuck with people. I never got a guy fired. I never wanted to get anybody hurt. I don't fuck with people's food, the roof of the head or, or whatever. But my thing is just put it out there. I don't, I don't want to, I don't have malice for nobody. I don't care who it is. I just put out p positive vibes to the universe and hopefully they come back. That's my philosophy. That's a, that's a good, yeah. that's a good rule to live by. And, and I agree with that. And it's, you know, you, you just mentioned as far as news outlets and media outlets always want to draw in the negative attention because they know that's what makes news, right? That's what gets people either to click into an article or to watch intently on TV. There's a few outlets out there that I really like that are there specifically and they're online 100% solely around positive good news. And I love reading those. And a lot of times what comes up are stories about cops. Like I, I saw one, it was actually a video or was a cop who saw some kid playing in the street basketball by himself. And he literally just stopped and started shooting hoops with this kid. Just little things like that, community driven things like that. And just giving this kid some exposure to some goodness because he wasn't around friends. He was out there in seclusion by himself. And this cop took his time out of his day to sit there and shoot hoops with a kid. Was, he was out yeah. there for like 45 minutes too. I there mean, was he was, a, yeah. He, I mean, that's incredible. I saw another I one. Yeah. Uh, I saw another one where a uh, uh, male and female cop both got a call in regards to children basically blocking the street 
and they show up and the kids had put together a water slide down the street. Oh yeah, I saw this. And both cops actually got out and went down the water slide with the tubes basically. You that's know. Awesome. Yeah, I mean I think but that's the shit that often gets Bro, overshadowed. And in, re- and in reality in my 20 years, that's the majority of what I saw in my everyday. If I, if I did that, every cop would do the same thing. Not every cop, but a good majority of the cops, that's the way they are. They just want but you never get any kind of exposure i'll give you an example 18 years ago in brooklyn uh there was a shooting and this little girl unfortunately drive by whatever got shot in the leg or something like that two cop the girl was bleeding the cop goes and he calls an ambulance ambulance says gonna be a little while he actually takes the girl girl's bleeding you don't know what disease this girl now i'm just you always gotta think like that because they always teach you to treat everybody like they got a disease so you won't get infected you don't know what disease this girl might have yeah she's bleeding this guy takes her picks her up goes in the back seat of his car his partner drives the license siren to the hospital goes in there he's covered in blood the back seat's covered in blood the girl's lives get saved but he disregarded his own life to try to save another and that's you know, I work in trains and I always say to myself, you always ask yourself that question. If somebody falls in and the train's coming, would I jump down and, 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 and push them out and possibly get killed? And the answer to that was always, you know, it really depends, but definitely a child, a little kid falls in there, a carriage and a train's coming. I would definitely jump down, push the baby out and then probably just get hit by the train. It is what it is. That's just the, that's the kind of things that cops do, man. And Right. We all do that, and unfortunately, that that whole aspect of our career, uh, the profession, doesn't get the light on. It's the mistakes guys make, because you know, a plumber makes a mistake. There's a flood. Uh, a, a carpenter makes a mistake. The fucking you know, the cabinetry is not level. It falls off. A cop, a doctor makes a mistake. A FDNY guy makes a mistake. A, a nurse makes a mistake. People's lives are now being you know, unfortunately lost. So right. when cops make these mistakes, we see them on TV. Yeah, the, there's lives lost. It's unfortunate, but sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes people force our hands to do these things. I always tell, like, every time there's like a bad shooting or something crazy, you know, I, I lose friends sometimes. But I say, had that guy just simply complied to all the officers' instructions, comp- you want to, you want you, you think he's arresting you falsely? Right. Pick that up after court. After the arrest, you go to take him to court. You sue the city for millions of dollars. You're a millionaire. But at that point. Just comply, and these people don't comply. It's whatever, however you feel. It doesn't matter at that point. If an officer's there to arrest you, he's there. He's going to say he's already decided he has probable cause. Punching for the cigar, right? A nice plug for the protocol probable <laughs> yeah. cause. And if he has probable cause to arrest you, he's going to do it. That's his job. Right. It doesn't matter what you say, what you feel your opinion is. The more you comply, the less harder it's going gonna, it's gonna to be. And it's going to work in your favor. And then you get yourself a lawyer, you lawyer up, and then you sue the balls off the city and you become a millionaire. But right there and then during that incident, it's never the time you comply, you do it, take badge numbers, do whatever you got to do, but don't fight because then it just, it's the escalation. And, and you see some of the stuff in the media now, you know, if I had to educate the public, my, 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 my uh, advice to them is just regardless how you feel, just comply and be compliance and respectful. And then you'll see how much they'll get you. You're going to, and then, again, if you feel you're falsely arrested, then you 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 sue them. Right. But fighting that at right there at the end or whatever, it's it's bad. Yeah, I remember. Um, so out the outcome of the whole Ferguson thing, my uncle is a Cincinnati police officer and has been for quite some time. 
And I asked him a question because there was the, the, the backlash from that was a whole bunch of people who were no yes. longer in compliance, no matter what it was. And I said, right. what, what is the right thing for someone to do? And he said the exact same thing. He goes, just comply. And he, my uncle's very much like you in terms of that. He treats people the same way. He treats people with up, utmost so respect. He's freaking level-headed. He's very level-headed. Calm. He's a sweet yeah. human being. Like he only ever wants to help people. And he was like, if you comply, it won't escalate to the point where something bad's going to happen. He goes, period. Right. He's like, there's too many cameras out there now cops are aware of that there's not going to be any sneaky punches or anything that's going to incriminate a cop he's like there's just too much stuff out there he's like if you just comply you don't have to worry like everything it's too much okay. to lose for uh, from a cop's perspective it's too much to lose you're going to lose it a cop doesn't wake up in the morning and says i'm going to go out there i'm going to kill somebody that does right. not happen right it's too much every cop out there i don't care how bad they are they have a family they want to get a pension. They want to do well for them. They want their family to do well. It's a job you have. You know, you're out there doing a job. You don't want to, you know, nothing is worth losing your life, losing your job, going to jail. We, we don't want, we don't want that. All we right. want to do is do our job. We're following the letter of the law, whatever. It's our job. I'm sorry, sir. I'm going to have to. I understand all you think, but because of this circumstance, I have to or, we don't. We don't want to throw that punch. We don't want to get indicted. We don't want that. Right. No all one wants to. All these things I'm seeing happening, they're all mis- they're accidents. They're the things that is misfortunate events that could have been pre- prevented. Sometimes, don't get me wrong, we are human. We do make mistakes. And again, a lot of times, unfortunately, our mistakes, you know, uh, equals lives lost. But sometimes it's just things escalate because there's no compliance. So there's the, I, I think the main thing is for people just to just comply. And then, you know, you know, let's say you weren't you weren't speeding, you get that ticket. Sir, that was, that was the blue car that just, I just happened to be driving the blue car. You're not going to fight the cop there. Right. Say, yes, officer, thank you, da, da, da. At court, you say, listen, and then you just, everybody has their day in court or whatever. Right. But at those moments, the worst thing you could do is not be compliant. And that's just, you know, my advice to people. And that's the main thing when you see these bad stories that go on. Or the Ferguson, you mentioned Ferguson and all the other ones you've seen and know about. It's sometimes just, you know, misfortunate events and non-compliance there's a lot of time you know i, I can't right. you know I, you know i don't think i've seen a, a corrupt cop like until like michael dowd back in those days dude the, that guy's crazy <laughs> that, that was a crazy fucking uh documentary that documentary is incredible it's one of the best ones i've seen that documentary that guy is <laughs> that guy was at another level man he was at a whole yeah. nother level like um, that guy i could say you know bad cop definitely but bad that cop. guy you know and that's like we're talking about a different era. We're talking about today where we know every cops nowadays feel like they're being recorded everywhere. Right. You can't get away with shit. Absolutely not. No, you go in a police car, you don't know if the mic. We're all scared about a mic everywhere. You go into anybody's apartment. People have security cams all over the fucking place now. So we just work. The reality of today's policing is, ladies and gentlemen, police act like they're being filmed 24 7. Right. With that said, I would still punch somebody in the face if I had to, right? Because yeah. if you're not if you're not complying to me and you're putting your hands in your pockets, yo, my life is my life, right? You'll you'll get your hands out of your pocket, and I, boom! I will let you out, cuff you up, or you had a pencil. You should have been listening to me, right? You right. still have to make a decision in you those moments based to, on right. based upon and your a, knowledge and instincts. A lot of instinct. guys, unfortunately, are a lot of cops are getting hurt and sometimes killed sometimes because they're afraid of my God if he pulls out a wallet and it's and it's not a, a knife or a gun and and a lot you know the guys getting killed it's it's a crazy time I'm, I'm just thankful to god knock on wood i got a piece of wood here 
Knock on wood, man. I got out. I'm happy. I guess I want to wish uh, good luck to every 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 person out there, first responder, and may God bless you and protect you all. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's a great message. And so, to, with that, can we can we pivot yeah. to the Cigar Dojo event that you have coming up, and yeah. in particular, and and since we're talking about maybe a little bit of the brutality of of police action this this next iteration this next cigar that you have which is an exclusive is called the nightstick so tell us about how this all came to be all right so last so cigar dojo is a pretty tremendous uh social media app you download mm-hmm. the app it's on the apple i i mean yeah, the itunes apple itunes store it's under my dojo because you can't write anything about tobacco on there so it's uh, my dojo or the dojo and then the other one is uh, the Android system is just do Cigar Dojo. So it's an app you download, and it's pretty much like almost like Instagram. You take pictures and you write words and stuff like that. They do ratings. They do a lot. Of, it's a lot of cool stuff. It's pretty tremendous. The app's been around, my God, I want to say well over five years, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I would say about eight years now, something like that. something. They've been around for a while. Yeah, it's been a while for a, sure. Over over a hundred thousand people have this app, and it's a tremendous app. So. I've been a part of Cigar Dojo. I think maybe within the first few months of them launching, I was part of it. And I was just always real friendly with those guys. Master Sensei, Erica Torsman is, is basically AK Master Sensei. He's, uh, he's the main guy, the one that, that launched that whole idea. Uh, and they started doing cigars with people, right? So two years ago, I say, you know, it'd be awesome, man, if we did a cigar together. And we were like, man, that'd be great. You want to do one next year? I was like, freak, let's do it. So, we did what's called the uh, protocol canine, which you guys you the guys permission. tried and had, right? Yes. Uh, so so confession, real quick. Yeah, yeah. You say I it. still have mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I when there's stuff like Juan, when there's stuff that comes out like that that I know is never gonna be here again. Right. I have to hold on to it. I can't smoke yeah. it. It's just this thing. And like Chris will smoke anything you put in front of his goddamn face. I don't face. care how rare it is. If there's right. something I know that's just never going to be in production, I just hold on to that son of a bitch as long you, as I can. You, you, you can't take it with you though, so you got to smoke. I will. It. So I will smoke it. it. There will. I mean, it may be sixty years from now, but I, mean, <laughs> I may. It will get consumed. I promise you that. But it's just one of those ones where. It was right as right around the time where we first started interacting with another with one another, and it was right. like it was just before that, and then you came on the podcast. So it there's more when I can derive more meaning from something, and it's more meaningful to me, and has some sort of sentimental value. I hold on to it, and that's that gotcha. cigar is like representative kind of the start of that relationship that we have. So gotcha. it's important gotcha. to Understood. me. That's why I hold on to it. Understood. Now, so yeah. we yeah. we come up with the with the, with the K nine and. Uh, they were like, you know, you, you guys do very well with Famous, and we, we have we want to build our relationship with Famous, so let's do it at Famous Smoke Shop in mm-hmm. Eastern PA. So we come up with the K9, long story short, we come up with the K9, we do 310-count bundles. Um, we're saying they're probably going to take a few days to sell, but, you know, let's just, let's just go see what happens. Maybe, hopefully, within the first day they sell out, maybe a day or two later. They go online, boom, they sell out in an hour and 45 minutes, 300 bundles, gone. Boop, gone so crazy uh, it was crazy so we come out with the new one so before we come out with the new one so we're in nicaragua somewhere well i forget where we were maybe with the canine guys i mean with the dojo guys but i was like listen last year's was such a great success you want to do one next year he says to me yeah let's do another canine but with a different size i was like hold on a second i don't want to do i know 
a lot of people like that canine. It's a great blend. But hear me out. I want to keep the integrity of these small projects very high in the sense that if you do a limited edition cigar and you do a small project and it's a limited uh, run and you say, I'm only going to do these amount of cigars. There are guys out there, they'll buy five bundles, 10 bundles, 15 bundles, maybe even 20 bundles because they know, A, we're never coming out with this again. And now they have a cigar that's an instant unicorn. Now they can trade stuff with people. There's the, right. always the aftermarket uh, aspect of it where I can go on a, on, a, on a Facebook group and sell it for a few dollars more. There's people that do this. Don't give, yeah. I'm neither condoning or condemning. Uh, uh, um, I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in support or, or not supporting them, but it is what it is. We all know that exists. So there are guys that do that. Like, do you want to now devalue that guy's purchase? He went out there and bought 20. And then next year we come up with another size of the same blendings and be like, oh, fuck. I, why did I spend my money on this? Because now they're coming out with them. So what I said as a company is all our limited edition runs are going to be just that limited one and done unicorns never to be revisited again because we don't want to devalue that particular project. So after I said that to, to, uh, to Master Sensei, he goes, one, that's a great point. Let's scratch that. Let's leave the canine or the unicorn that it is. Let's do something else. So we're, we're like thinking about names. We're running names around there. Blah, 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 what are we going to do? And the nice that come out. And we're like, because we don't do any really bigger ring gauge cigars. So it's kind of fun. To, like the, the canine, for example. You think of a, a lot of canines. Are, we did that one for to pay homage and honor to canine the, uh, units and their handlers. So it's basically uh, uh, at least on National Canine Day, which is pretty funny last year. But anyway, yeah. so we come out with that thing, and you think of a dog, you know, short, stocky, built. That's exactly what the cigar represented. It was a 56 by 5, so it was like short, stocky, robust, boom. It, it reminds you like kind of like a dog. It was like, it right. looked like, you know, a, a little, you know, thick, you know, like canine dogs are big. They don't have like little chihuahuas. They got big, broad dogs there. Right. They're like small, but you see the massive. So the cigar was related to that. So we were like, let's do the canine, but have it. I mean, let's do the nightstick, but let's make it feel like a nightstick. So we did it a six and a half by 54. So it's a bigger ring gauge. And it's a kind of cool project. We don't really do big ring gauges, even though everybody in the industry, I should say people that smoke our cigars that keep asking us for a bigger ring gauge, but we're still like the whole cigar nerd mentality. So we do not do six by 60 is the biggest we've ever done and any production run has been a 52 uh which is a toro six by 52 but with this side project we did a 56 which is was really big this was a 54 so i, I find that fun kind of like to play with that right kind of appease the, the consumer a little bit you want you want a bigger cigar well look this is this is a bigger cigar we got right we got over here so and i love uh, how you guys do that honestly too the vitolas that you guys come out with are absolutely my favorites and I love that because you you think similar along the lines of what we do. It's like, hey, there's there's a better value in these other Vitolas that you otherwise wouldn't get in something that is traditionally larger. Not, we know that. Yeah, not to mention sometimes the blends dictate a certain Vitola and you don't want to do a different Vitola because it'll affect the blend and the quality and the, the flavor. So let, me let me tell you how different, how extraordinary Vitola will, will. So for those, I'm sure the average listener to you guys are pretty much educated, but little bit of ed education so a cigar is all about ratios it's wrapper to binder filler ratio mm -hmm. on a bigger ring gauge cigar you got more filler 
so the rapid abundant filler ratio is higher with the filler with the filler being the higher ratio so you're getting less flavor from the binder and the wrapper mm-hmm. when you have a smaller cigar now the the, the ratios are they they're the more proportioned so now you're getting more of the binder and the wrapper and less of the filler sometimes you make these big ring gauge cigars you got to throw a lot of filler in there and you totally lose the wrapper and the binder and that's where you get a lot of your flavor on a thinner ring gauge cigar about 70 percent of your flavor comes from that wrapper like i can do i've been with eric with with, with uh, aj this last trip he's smoking a cigar i'm smoking the same cigar he goes into his curing barn he plucks the leaf off the curing barn puts it right on his on his thigh he puts his leg up on like this stump on his thigh he wraps a cigar in this new and uh, the leaf he just pulled up he relights it and smokes it and he gives it to me to try bro it tasted like a totally different cigar yeah. it's amazing how just the wrapper alone yeah that's changes insane. the cigar so with that said for example the themis everybody loves the themis man it's like one of our biggest hits the one we have exclusive with Famous is the Famous Corona Gordo. You can only get it right now at Famous online. But that cigar smokes the best in all the Famous cigars. There's something about that particular ring gauge. That, that Corona Gordo. I think Corona Gordo, in my personal opinion and Bill's personal opinion, I know that for a fact, we both mentioned that that is the Vitola that I think the proportions and the ratios are just perfect where you really taste how good a blend is. I don't know how many of our protocols you've tried in the Corona Gorda, but with the next releases we're coming out with, I believe everything we have also comes in a Corona Gordo, and those are always my favorite. Those Corona Gordos are tremendous. Have you guys tried that particular Vitola, the Corona Gorda? I don't think so. I may have had it in the Themis, but I think uh, with the red, it was the Lancero, and then the... I think I can't remember what we the had K-9 with the blue. We had I had the it's the robusto. It's just the robusto, yeah. yeah. yeah you so, guys gotta try, start trying on any blend. Corona Gordos, Corona just Gordos, killing is it, the huh? magic one. That's the magic one, in my opinion, nice. and in Bill's opinion also. I'm gonna send you guys some samples. I'll send you. Uh, uh, I'm gonna look in, in our humidor. I'll send you both peach each a, a pack of all our Corona Gordos, so you could try them yeah, and see them won't. and see what you see what you see. But yeah, those. The thinner ring gauges is where it's at, man. That's yeah. that's, that's where you re- the blend really, really shines. And speaking of some of our stuff, I want to do a some kind of I want to do a contest for the listeners. Have you guys thought about anything? I want to get send you guys some some. Well, you can't give out free cigars, so we're not give out free cigars. But I'm gonna send some prizes, quote unquote, <laughs> to you guys to uh, yeah, give out to the people. So I was actually I, I was thinking about it. Uh, I was thinking about it yesterday, and I have some ideas, and and I'll just I'll ping you with some of the ideas. But yeah, I mean, for anybody who's listening now, we're we're gonna do something of uh, kind of a collaborative effort between both uh, Juan and Protogol and of course the Hot Ticket Podcast and it means for people to uh, to get their hands on some of these delicious little treats. So I've got some ideas and I'll throw them out to you once. Uh, I can't, I can't wait to hear them. Yeah, it's we, we always do some cool stuff and we want to make sure that it's uh, that we, we challenge our listening audience as well. So we always come up with right. creative it's stuff. It's actually a 20-question quiz. <laughs> yeah. Man, the highest. You better be paying attention. <laughs> um, Speaking of questions, I want to yeah. ask you guys a question. Yeah. Sure. about this? I'll, I'll turn the table and interview you guys. Okay. What are three of your vices? First part of the question. Second part of the question is if you had to give up 
each one of those vices in order, how would it go? So three vices, I'll give you an example. I'll take the first one so you get what I'm saying. Yeah. My three vices, coffee, cigars, and probably booze. If I had to give up one of those out of those three, I'd probably give up booze first. Then I have coffee and cigars left. If I had to give up one of those two, it'd be very difficult. But because I love coffee and I love cigars, but if I had, I had to, I had to give one up. It'd probably be coffee because I'm in the cigar industry now, and I got, I got, I got to smoke cigars. You, yeah, and you got to booze it up too. Um, well, that's why right now, thank God, I, those are my three vices, and I still, I still vice them constantly. So that's a great question. So if take so two of them are, I would say I, I'm on probably the same page with you and that's coffee and cigars where okay. we differ is alcohol. I can give up. I've done it for an extended period of time. No big deal. Um, I can do that. Um, but so I can substitute that out for my, my gym time and fitness. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's something for me outside of the physicality of it. It's my stress relief. So, so um, for you is coffee so coffee and cigars, cigars which, and which I'll never give up cigars. So that's, I think so, out of those, I could probably give up because I've given up coffee before I so drink coffee first. Coffee would probably be first because I have, okay. I've done it already. I went two and a half years without drinking coffee. Wow. And, and previous okay. to that, I was drinking like four or five cups a day. So All I right. just stopped cold Turkey and I, and it wasn't even any rhyme or reason. I'm just like, I want to see if I can do it. And then I just didn't really need it. But I do love the taste of coffee. But coffee would be number one. Um, Jim would be number two. And then wow, cigars, great. I would probably never give up. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, definitely cigars. Uh, I do enjoy alcohol quite a bit. Chris's third one's probably masturbation, if no. we're being honest. <laughs> Come on. I think that's my, not a vice. That, that's normal. It's like breathing. Masturbating is like breathing. Okay, so porn. Years old, I, nah. I still do it every day. I think, <laughs> I think my third, and, and it's one of these, it's honestly something I can't live without, is uh, outdoor relaxation. Like ah, there's yes. something that is very uh, meditative and calming and puts me in my element. And when I combine all three, it is like my mecca. Like when it's I com- like it's better than any masturbation you ever done. Yeah. yeah. Like when I combine cigars, a good drink and nice warm weather, whether it's on a beach or just generally outside or near the water, dude, it's one of the most, um, most amazing moments that I ever experience. Even- we got to get you guys out to Nicaragua, man. Has anybody offered you a, we, we, a, a, yeah. an opportunity to get out there yet? Yeah, we've kind of had we've kind of had a few things float about. We went to the Dominican uh, back in December, which was really cool. Nicaragua right. is is definitely where we want to go next. Yeah, I've had a few. They're uh, not in Esteli, or well, one in Esteli, or actually two in Esteli. Never mind. Um, and then one down uh, the potential to visit the Mombacho factory, which is in a different part right. of the country. But yeah, those yes, are it's in Granada. Yeah, great it, factory by the way. Good people. I heard it's amazing. Yeah, Claudio, I love you. If you're listening, Claudio, you're <laughs> fucking tremendous. That guy is tremendous. And Maestro Claudio, he's great. The whole entire team is tremendous. Good people. Oh yeah, great and great cigars. cigars. Their cigars are outrageously good they're wonderful yeah. yeah that was that was one i was really interested in i'm actually trying to uh plan like a family vacation in accordance with that i got a great that, so. story do we still have time yeah, yeah. Dude, we got all the time you want all right um in nicaragua probably 2011 maybe the launch year of mombacho they just started 
I'm out there. They rent this beautiful, beautiful house in San Juan del Sur. It was by the beach over there in the uh, on the west coast of the country. Beautiful, beautiful beach. About another two hour further west than Granada, where there's where their uh, factory is. And I get invited, and I go to this house, and this house is fucking majestic. I'm there with the big guys. All the big guys are there. All the owners. I'm just at this point. I'm, I didn't even have protocol back then. I was just a regular dude. Uh, I still am a regular dude, but I'm just saying I'm not. I'm, I wasn't quote unquote in the industry. Right. These guys invite me to the house, and there's people there. There's wives, there's girlfriends. It's a tremendous time. We're all drinking for the caña, having a great time. I go in the back by the pool, and I sit down on this chair everybody's hammering out but i sit down on this like beach chair i'm like kind of like you like you said you know just enjoying the moment it's like nighttime the moon is out the, and the house is right off the beach the waves are going uh, they're splashing yes and the air is warm and you hear crickets and all kind of and just i'm sucking that into just kind of like capture that as my zen moment whenever you have to like relax in life you take yourself back to that chair so i'm sitting there like kind of like, capturing the whole thing and the main guy for the Mbachi, the Canadian guy, I can't remember his name right now, but he comes up to me with two of my guys. He goes, "Hey, um, I, I gotta call my, I gotta call my mother. Do you have, do you have your phone on you so I could borrow, I could borrow for a second? And I actually went. I was gonna give him my phone. I was like, "Nah, sorry, pal, I don't have my phone." He goes, "You don't have your phone on you?" I said, "No, good. We was just asking." So they, the other guy, him and the other guy, pick up the chair and throw me in the pool now, right? <laughs> so boom! I go in the pool and I get out. I'm laughing. I'm like. You guys are fucking awesome. You know why? Not because you threw me in the pool, but I've been subject to t thousands of guys getting thrown in the pool, but not once do you ever ask a fucking guy, do you have your cell phone? <laughs> your cell phone get wet? That's consideration. That, yeah. That's the level of human being these guys were. The ultimate said, consideration. <laughs> it is. Think about it. You're drunk like a bastard. Who else would think it's throw this fucker in the pool, right? Right. But this guy stopped to ask me the whole he didn't actually straight out do you have because he, he, he must have done this a thousand times he must have been like well listen you, can, can i borrow your phone could you imagine if i did have my phone i was like you'll fuck your mouth this asshole borrow my phone like, nah, i don't have my <laughs> phone on me and got thrown it would have served me right for being a fucking prick you know? <laughs> great story i got thrown and tossed into the pool and i did not have my phone on me which is great that is, i love that story it's a great story yeah it is yeah. So, so outside, so you have the, you have the event where the release of the nightsticks coming up, what outside yeah. of, so, and you've got the regular lines or you've got the stuff that you've already produced, which is ongoing. What are you guys looking to do in addition to those? Are you going to do a pepper spray, a handcuff? By the way, I had the pepper spray idea, which you've probably already thought of. At least someone I'm sure has, and just making right. that a spicy motherfucker. I've been yep. thinking about that a lot in, in, in theme with everything you guys do. So, but what is next? So in regular production or, or are you guys not going to do anything this year? We are doing something this year. Uh, I will not be telling you the name because we usually wait for the press release. That's fine. And speaking of press release, do you guys do press releases? We, we are going to start doing more. So um, most of our listeners know this, but we've, we have a pretty comprehensive website that is in development right now that'll be, Man. it will be completed um, here in probably the next five weeks. So, all right, so we will have an outlet for all that. Once you do get that outlet, I'm going to add you on to my press release uh, mailing list. So you guys will get all that stuff. Um, so we do have an, uh, a, a new cigar coming out. So 
let's backtrack. So the K, the uh, Nightstick. Yep. That's coming out this Friday, April fifth. Uh, twelve o'clock noon is when they go on sale. There's a hundred bundles at the shop. The other four hundred bundles are going to be online, available to the dojo public first. So how people get that is they have to sign up uh, for the Cigar Dojo's mailing list. Once you get on their mailing list at twelve noon, they're going to send out a tremendous email blast with the link of where to buy that cigar. Nice. Once the dojo crew or the dojo members get that first, they get the first crack at it. If anything is left over Saturday, it would go live on the smoke. I'm sorry, a famous smoke shop website. I don't think it's going to get to that point. I think it's going to all sell out. Uh, I predict maybe within five hours. I don't know. I would love for it to sell out in three because the last time was 300. Right. Sold out in an hour and 45. I would love it to be three hours, but I'd be happy if they sell out with at least that day. But if they don't sell out that day, they become available to the public Saturday through their website. I can so only assume happens. you guys are going to sell those out yeah, in no totally. time flat. I, I, I could, so, yeah. If you like the canine, the nightstick blows it out of the water. So I'm smoking oh, it right now. It is, it is a truck. I actually love, I fell in love with the cigar so much. I want to do, make it a full production line. But oh. it didn't happen, so it's gonna be a one and done, never to be released again. And it's a, it's actually a crime to only make five thousand of these in the world. But once they get out there, these are gonna be instant unicorns. And once people really start smoking this thing, they're gonna see. I'm gonna send you guys a stick of piece. So you guys could try it. Oh my god! Yeah. It is it is so. It's a great cigar. See, Corey. And, You've been holding on to the K9, which is just like having a Subaru in the garage, and here you are just ignoring this Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> so we got that coming up. Uh, that's the newest thing. Um, after that, we have the new uh, cigar coming out, and it's something totally different. It's get, If you look at all our lines, right, everything is consistent. The packaging is. Oh, yeah. The yeah. bands, they're all the P. This next project is going to be, we're stepping away from that. We're going to go a little bit more upper scale, kind of, we're going to, you know, chips all in. It's going to be something totally different. I think it's going to blow the minds of our, our the guys that know us and smoke us. And I think it's going to be really change people's outlook on us. For those that don't know us, I think this particular cigar is going to put us on the map more so than ever. I believe... In my opinion, then again, you know, I'm, I'm the brand owner, so who's not going to believe their own hype, right? But with that said, the cigar is absolutely exquisite. Uh, it's going to be totally different packaging, different marketing. It's going to be something like we've never done before. And I think it's going to make quite a statement when it comes out. That's and you awesome. guys, uh, I'll send you guys some sample when we do get those. But it won't be until after the trade show, probably. Okay. I'll probably get the first shipment of that sometime in july that's what i was wondering is if it was going to be an ipcpr release so that is, that is an ipcpr release okay cool that is coming out that's awesome well hey mm -hmm. we have we have some uh if you have some time we have some, I, got I got nothing but time we've got questions yes. uh from our collective uh from our collective audience for you so i think some of them may have probably been answered in this that happens every once in a while as far as like release and Just stuff like chat, that chat, yeah. um but i know we do have ones in here that are that are pretty these, good which i think you'll appreciate these, these three are, are pretty good so the first one comes out to us from thomas holsey would you rather be a fireman or smoke gurker for the rest of your life Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so my thing is 
I will never speak badly about any brand. So to me to even attempt to answer that one one way or the other, right? It's 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 speaking badly. But I would I would be a fireman smoking Gurkha. How about that? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's fair. I like it. I like the answer. I just, you, know, you know what it is? I don't like like to be honest with you. Um, kind of goes back with my positives. You know, you know. Don't get me wrong. I'm human. I make mistakes, but I don't put out negative energy. So to me, bad mouthing somebody, bad mouthing a brand, it's just I don't do that. I I personally don't do that. If I don't like it, I just don't say anything. I, I, I you will never even. Let's say you know I'm in the I'm in the quote unquote in the industry now. Right? I'm a brand owner, but even if I was a fan, just a regular dude, which I am still regular, but I, I didn't have an I wasn't in the industry of just a regular social media guy back when I was doing that for even before having the company, like I've been doing social media, cigar social media since I think it was like 2007, like when Instagram mm. first started, Damn, I started posting cigars. So I would never speak bad about a brand. If it, if I didn't smoke it, it wasn't for me. So if I didn't post it, I didn't like it. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say right. brand X is shit. I would never say that. It was just, that's not me. I don't do that because in reality, I believe number one, a, it's negative energy you're putting out there. Number two, more importantly, one man's trash is another man's treasure. It's one true. One man's treasure is another man's trash. Yep. It's all so subjective. I, it's all subjective. So I'm I'm a, I'm a Gurkha smoking fireman. How's that? I love it. Great answer. Right. Now I'm biased, and I or I'm I'm biased to the industry for the sake that we we review cigars. So uh, I will say this, and I agree with you. Negative energies is is not constructive. So I'll just give constructive feedback as necessary. Um. I would say for me though, and this is constructive, uh, I would probably want to be a fireman. Yeah. Well, far- fireman is, is a cool, everybody loves firemen, so it's a cool, it's who more, wouldn't want to be a fireman? It's more exciting. Yeah. 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 I had, I, that was my, I think that was my aspiration as a, a young, a young kid was, I know everybody kind of has that dream. It's like, I want to be a police officer. I want to be a fireman. I want to be an EMT or whatever. Oh, I want to be yeah, an astronaut. Totally. I mean, yeah. there was no way I was I ever going to be an astronaut. I had, so I had that too. I wanted to be an astronaut too. How funny is that? There you when go. So wild. There you go. And then you ended up being a police officer. How cool yeah. is that? Funny life. So, so what else have we got, Chris? So this next one comes out to us from JR Mugglebuggle. Three things. First is thank you for making and providing fantastic cigars. And this is to you specifically with protocol. He says, second, what is the process for a B&M bringing in your line? I delivered a sampler to my B&M and would like to push them to carry your line. How should I go about that if, uh, if I can't get him to pick up the phone and call Jack back or Jack directly? And he says, third, what's next, which we've kind of already given an idea. So how can he help you guys, J.R. Mugglebuggle, help you guys get protocol into his local B&Ms? Anybody out there that is a protocol supporter and wants their B&M to have them, they can actually reach out to me. Uh, I'm very approachable. Uh, If you're not following me on Facebook or Instagram, uh, I believe on my Instagram page, can one of you guys pull up Instagram real quick? Yeah, I can pull it up. On my face, do I have my cell phone on there? I believe I might, or my email. If one of those two. You, if you do, that's kind of cool. I have mine on there, but and some people text me every once in a while, which is a little strange. Um, <laughs> no, it doesn't look like you do. Hold on a second. Let me see here. All right. 
Isn't it's, there's like a little button I think that you can hit somewhere on one of these things? I, I believe it might be face, maybe it's Facebook. One of those right. profile things. I believe I might have my number on it. So just have people ping you. No, I don't think I. I, I would have, you'd have to look. Let me see more. If you don't, are you open to people just messaging you and saying, "Hey, course, this is yeah." yeah. I say that may be the other path that people may want to go down. So there's always two things you can either private message me on facebook private message me on instagram uh i knew somewhere i had uh my number my email i know it's out there i'll figure it out but there's that way but i always look at my i'm on like being on facebook and instagram has become a job part of my job every day i go on it part of my engagement with our supporters is if you tag me in a picture, you tag the company in a picture, I try my best to go up there and just say thank you or get, you know, with the minimum, like, like the photo. Mm-hmm. And then I spend, t- oh, thank you for your support. I appreciate you. That's what I do a lot. You know, a good portion of my day is doing that. So I'm always doing that. But anybody sends me private messages, I try my best to answer them. So you want my, you want protocol in your B&M. And you're being maybe not talking to Jack, whatever. My thing is, you send me your address. I'll send you four cigars and a priceless, maybe. Or we'll figure something. We can always figure something out. Uh, give me the address to the shop. Yeah, give me the address to the shop. I'll send it out to the to the guy, you know, to the place. So there's ways to do it. The first step is just contacting me, and we'll we'll brainstorm how to do that. But and I'm approachable. Somebody wants to have me in the B and M. You get me the B and M's address. Uh, I'll send them some samples and a price sheet and oh, see, yeah. take it from there. Perfect. Perfect. That's what you can do, JR. Uh, and this last one actually comes out to a uh, buddy of all of us. Jack Davis says... Jack Davis. I was hanging... <laughs> There's a guy. I don't think I even know his, his name. I can't remember his name, but he he actually went to the academy with Jack and he is the spitting image of Jack except he's darker. So I call him Blackjack. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's such a cool name. Blackjack. Blackjack is a dope. That is such a dope name. That's awesome. I was calling him oh, everything. Yo, Blackjack. He'd look up and like, yeah, can you do me? Oh, Dude. Man, do me. <laughs> so, right, let, me, let me hear White Jack's uh, or the real Jack's uh, question. I love that guy. Jack's good people. <laughs> he says, Tristan, Kevin, Bill, you got to fuck one, kill one, Ooh. marry one. Hmm. I would commit suicide. <laughs> is that an option so i don't have to deal with any of them <laughs> exactly but we all know that tristan's probably getting fucked i would i would have sex with tristan i would kill kevin because i don't know him that well and uh i would marry bill because he sounds like a, a family man and he's got some sustainability in yeah. his life. <laughs> it's good bill's all, bill and i man we, we make an incredible the we, the, the dynamics I don't know if you guys looked at it, but we actually started somewhat like a video podcast, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to ask you about that, the Protocol Live stuff. Yeah, the Protocol Live stuff. So this is how that happened. Um, Stuff like this we're doing now. Like we're doing this on the phone, but, you know, we would do like Dojo, Coop, uh, 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 what's the other one? Developing Palettes. These shows, we'd go on these shows. In the beginning, it was the laptop with a speaker, it have to be in a quiet place and the quality, the sound quality, the 
the video quality was shit. It was just garbage. Yeah. So we started. Now, the more we were doing this and Kevin gets on board fully in the company, he's like, we're doing all these shows and we look like shit. We need to maybe invest a little bit and, 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 and get some some just mediocre you know studio equipment. I guess his, his OCD kicked in. This guy drops about twenty thousand dollars. The guy's wealthy, by the way. So awesome. You know, kudos to Kevin. The guy drops twenty thousand dollars on studio equipment. I married He's the wrong person. <laughs> Things like this. I don't even know. It's like a box <laughs> with a bunch of knobs, and it looks like you could fly a starship with it or something. I yeah. could. I saw all the equipment you had, and it looks really, yeah, really it nice. It is insane. All this stuff. I'm like, Kevin, what the fuck did you do here? Well, I don't know. I started buying this. Next year, I bought this. Next year, boom. He's a compulsive buyer. He bought. I was like, listen, bro. I feel terrible that you bought this shit. And we're only gonna use it once in a blue. Let's do something. Let's do a fucking pocket. Let's do something. Let's just fuck around. And one day we were drunk. We were drinking in Kevin's garage, and he had all the stuff out. I was like, fuck it. Let's get together and do this. And we did the first show. It was the first protocol live, and it got a great response. People really liked it. And we, by no means, are we here to compete with any other podcast. We're not doing nothing because this is really not a cigar industry podcast this is more about protocol in our lives so right. it's, a, it's just another way to engage our supporters more just another avenue of engagement so people can now plug this on it's another way to oh, look at these look at these guys at you know jo throwing jokes around so we did that and uh actually we did two episodes so far and they've been pretty successful you know it's been uh the buzz has been really good about it again like we're not when we first did it before we even before we made it a reality, I was just thinking about it. Like, I reached out to the dojo guys. I reached out to uh, William Cooper. I reached out to the development palette guys. Three, got three guys that are on that level of uh, the whole cigar media outlet thing. I asked them, listen, if we did something like this, what do you guys think about it? Do you, you know, we're not we don't want to step on anybody's toes, but it's only protocol-based. We're not going to be doing press releases. We, we don't you know. All we're doing is just we're looking for other ways, thinking outside of the box and how to engage the people that smoke our cigars. And they all thought it was a great idea. None of them had any issues at all with it. And we did it. And uh, we're two in. And I think they were, were pretty good. They're both funny. And uh, it's just another way to people to get to know us. And uh, uh, the main thing is just to engage the consumer, right. which is our main goal. Yeah, you I guys you guys have cool. the you have the personality for it as well. There's some people, and, and I'm not naming anyone specifically in this industry, but I think you have to have a certain relatable personality. And you have to feel comfortable doing things in front of a camera and that's you guys you guys have that already you you know how to engage people on that level so to add another media element to what you're doing like you're saying as an extension of some of the things that you're already doing and to reach brand, people it yeah. makes it only makes sense i love the idea i thought it's great because i know there was at one point uh tristan actually hit me up and he was like hey what what equipment do you use and i was like why are you asking <laughs> and he was like we're exploring this idea and i was like oh that's really cool that's awesome so yeah, it's it's. I think it's great, and especially for younger generations who love to digest content with video mediums, it, it only makes sense to do and that. And we are such a huge proponent of ushering in like the next generation of cigar smokers, and the more people that can get behind that bandwagon and help do that, dude. All uh, you know, hats off I, to. I actually think it'd be it would be great for you guys to do like that video component where you do your podcast as a video and then put that on your YouTube channel, but then take the audio and put it on your podcast. This way it's just another way. I think it'd be funny to, so, you know, 
I, I don't want to watch you, your mannerisms, smoking us. Well, you say you can't smoke in your studio, right? Right. So, so yeah, it's 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 uh it's a room in my house, but I'm building. So I'm building out a studio, which I still won't probably smoke in, which will be in my basement. And the reason we don't really smoke, and I know uh, we've got this question so many times, and and I'll finally answer it to the masses. The reason we don't, and the reason we do what we do, is because even like with smoking, there's an intense amount of pauses. And Absolutely. a lot of time, like you can, you can cut that out in post editing, but it's a real big pain in the ass. So yeah. being as intentional as possible with the podcast, we just don't smoke. We just do it previous. Think, and, and that's that's brilliant. And you know, people, it's so simplistic, but the, the brilliance is, is in the simplicity. But think about, it. I had a pause for a second. I, I haven't right. puffed on my cigar in five minutes and I had, took three seconds to have a, or five seconds to do a few to, yeah. to get it going again. Yeah. Imagine that ten times throughout the show. Yeah. You're right. I, I never right. thought about that. Yeah. So that's the reason that we we don't trust me. We would love yeah. to smoke into a podcast. I mean, I'm jonesing right now, looking outside at this beautiful weather. I would have loved to have done that. It just makes it challenging now, to to keep the content moving. Now you said specifically videos, and that could be a lot of things. And one of the things we're actually contemplating figuring out is how to do some more short form content, yep. meaning something that's more like sketch com like sketch comedy or little skits five to like ten that. minute things yeah. i actually like that like whether they're cigar challenge related or they're little, little funny things that we poke fun at in the industry as just kind of being That's jovial actually, you could do one well my my number one pet peeve in this industry Please is when a guy smells a cigar through the cellophane and, <laughs> oh, yeah totally totally i'm like i look at i, I remember a <laughs> I'm smoking a cigar and he drives up. Mm. My sergeant goes and he goes, uh, "You got a cigar for me?" I go, "Yeah." I pull one out of my pocket and I give it to him. The guy takes it, smells it. Mm, that smells great. I looked at him. I was like, "Do me a favor. Pull it out of don't you ever, don't ever do that again." He's like, yeah. Why? How do you like plastic? It shows, it shows that you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And he goes, "What do you mean?" He got kind of like, he goes, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Do." You, if I gave you a Five Guys burger that's wrapped in aluminum foil and put in a bag and put in another plastic bag and say, smell the bag. Are you going to say the burger smells good? You're not going to smell it? Come on. I'm going to literally grab. That's hilarious. I'm going to grab a Spanish cedar cigar box and I'm going to have cigars and I'm just going to smell the box. Mm, the cigar smells so good. You oh, know, Juan, I'm telling you this right now. Just wait. You'll see that video come up. <laughs> we're, totally we're, taking, we're taking your idea and running with it. Trust <laughs> me, because that is hilarious. And I've never thought about it before, but I've seen I've so many seen, people yeah. do that. And, I'm, I, and I remember, and it's it's people who don't smoke often. Like I smoked with a group of people a couple weeks ago when I was in Chicago, and a couple of them aren't huge cigar smokers. And there was still a few of the cigars that I bought were in the celly. And right. literally, they looked at them and did the same thing, kind of smelled them and bruised them. Like, oh, yeah, I think this is going to be a good one and i'm like oh god are you shitting me right now we should do a segment where you go into subway the the sandwich shop they make you a sandwich they wrap it in the wax paper right then they put an aluminum foil then put in a brown bag and then put in a plastic bag and give it to you then you sit there you smell it so good oh sandwich is gonna be great i can tell by the smell of it i freaking love that idea i'll do a bag of potato chips just smell the bag exactly smell the bag and like Oh, these are gonna be so good. Yeah, these these sour cream and onions are gonna hit the spot. Mm -mm. Oh god, they're gonna <laughs> that is fantastic. I love that idea. Take a can of corn, right? Smell the can, and be like, 
<laughs> oh my god, this, this this corn I could tell it was sweet. They must have been picked at the the moment of ripeness. I, <laughs> ah. I love that idea. Yeah, totally. that's fantastic. Yeah, so to to circle back and answer your question, yeah, we will be doing we have the equipment already, so we can do video content. It's just kind of building out the things that we needed to build out and the then we'll be ready first, to go. Yeah. yeah. So we've we've got some good stuff coming up. I want to tell you guys in in a year since I've been in the thing, you guys have really taken off. And I'm very proud of you guys. And, Thanks, uh, man. You guys, this is tremendous. It's funny. A year ago, I googled cigar podcasts right around the same time that we first got on. I think I remember seeing maybe ten, twenty tops. Yeah. Just the other day, I said, "Let me Google cigar podcast over a hundred. Oh, they're everywhere. Oh, they're everywhere now. Yeah. They're it's Everybody like wildfire. It's, it's 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 crazy. I, I think it's cool though. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's just something that's really taken off. I think uh, a Joe Rogan guy has put a lot of fire into the whole podcast oh, yeah. industry and the seriousness of it. And people sometimes might not want to listen to a radio station or talk radio or Howard Stern on serious radio, whatever. Right. Sometimes, you know, you keep a podcast. Uh, I know we've definitely gone over it today, but sometimes you keep a podcast an hour, hour and a half, you know, just some, some, somebody to listen to on their drive to work. And it's, you know, it's interest based. So I think what you guys are doing are a great thing. And uh, I love the artwork you do with it. It's pretty amazing. And speaking of podcasts, yeah, you guys had Erica Arroyo on yep, a few yeah. episodes ago. We sure did. Uh, I actually met her early on in her career when she was working in shops. And uh, when I first met her, uh, she was working in shops in Jersey. And I fell in love with her, man, because she, her personality, her speaking mannerism. And I, I said to myself, this girl, I said, well, you're going to do big things in this industry. I could see it. I'm calling her right now. You're going to, and oh, it's just amazing to see her grow. And now she's the social, the, uh, me, the marketing director for Cornelius and Anthony. Mm -hmm. And now she's doing her own podcast. It's, it's pretty amazing to yeah. see that growth in her, you know? She's a breath of fresh air. We loved having her on. She was, um, she, the, just even from a discussion perspective, that was, it was so it was so easy and it's like it's almost like talking to you like everything flows really well right and you have this great conversation and she's got a lot of really good insight and i'm excited for their podcast release which i think comes out in three days from actually wait yes. i think it comes out like tomorrow or the next day what's I think today? It's friday friday, friday. It's either, it comes out tomorrow friday. friday one of those two right so it so comes out shortly and it's 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 coming up quickly but yeah i agree with you that was uh that was fantastic and you're right the the podcast medium just continues to grow in the cigar industry which is really cool we have a friend of ours who they he lives in texas his name's denny he's got a podcast that they released i think he's on episode 12 or 13 and it, it's cool like uh, wait, what's the name of their podcast cigar heads podcast jack was just on it i think uh yes, the, earlier this week funny. so jack Jack was on that podcast and I'm listening to the podcast and they actually say in the podcast how they love the Amazon basin and how they love, uh, they would love to have Ricky Rodriguez, but Oh my God, they would probably never show up. He never, he would never go on the show. And I reached out to those guys. I was like, you know something I, and I'm friends with Rick. Uh, if you want, I'll uh, reach out to him and see what he says. They're like, no, kind of like you with Rocky Patel. I was like, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Like, wait, I what? Stand by. I, I called up Rick, spoke to him. He goes, absolutely, and well, I'll do it. Next thing you know, boom, he calls him the next day, and they have something scheduled for next week. That's awesome. Hell that's yeah. amazing. That's what I love about this industry, man. It's there's. I'll tell you what, sharing is caring, and that's that's one of the things I told uh, that I told Erica, and then I told Denny with Cigarhead Podcast. I I spent. 
I think it was probably roughly an hour, it was a little over an hour on the phone with him, just like the do's and don'ts and just kind of giving him some guidance, like here's what not to do, here's what to do. It's it, it And it's not so much the podcast world, it's just the cigar world as, as a whole. Everybody just seems to support one another. And I love doing that. I, I had that question came up, I think last week or the week before where someone said, Hey, the, you know, how do you feel? Oh no, I did it. I did a written interview with, um, taste the dram and I, I did one too, actually. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. They, it yeah. was, it's a great, they're a great outlet. And, and, and one of the things, the questions they asked me was, you know, the, the podcast community in particular in cigars seems to be becoming pretty saturated. You know, what are your feelings about that? And I said, there's room for everybody, you know, and I love helping people and giving guidance and I love taking feedback from others. It's, it's the only, I mean, everybody has the means to grow together and, and we like to be pioneers in our own space and doing what we're doing, but we surely expect like even with Erica's podcast that's coming out, they're going to do the same thing in their own space and there's right. room for everybody. So I, it's, it's all good stuff. Absolutely. And I, believe it or not, I was this morning. So I got in from Philadelphia about three thirty in the morning. Uh, Went to sleep, got up at 10. Uh, there's this girl. I don't know if you ever hear Elegant Plume. She just started a podcast, mm-hmm. too, and I, I happened to record. She, hers was only 40 minutes, but we recorded a quick podcast before that, and then I had to run around and do some errands. That's why I was running really late for this thing. But uh, it's amazing. You know, two, it just shows. Two, two, you know, one day I just did two podcasts, and mm-hmm. it's amazing, man. It just, it, it's going to keep on growing. I would love, hit hit Erica. I would love to be on, on her podcast oh, yeah. one day. I think that would be great, and uh, considering you know we've known each other so long, hopefully that'll happen. But I'm excited about her and that uh, was the other one, um, Liz, remarkable yep. Liz. Yep. She's doing amazing things, and uh, uh, you know, and then you got uh, Amy Tejada. I don't know if you know her. She's the yep. blossom smoke one, and yep. then the guy. I don't know too much of him. I think he kind of just got on the thing. But I'm not, I'm not yeah. too familiar with him. He's newer. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's newer yeah, to cigar I, smoking I, as a whole. I believe he's uh, uh, Liz's husband, right? Uh, I'm not sure, honestly. I, think, I couldn't speak I to that. I'm almost sure. I met them together. I think they're a husband and wife. I'm pretty 90% positive that's them. But well, that'd be a nice listen, dynamic for the show then. Absolutely, man. It's going to be a, a great dynamic. Yeah. It's all, it's all good. The cool thing is is that the, the there's so much content out there to talk about, and there's so many spaces and, and outlets to to discuss certain things. And, I mean, it's it's cool to see it get as big as it's getting, you know, even from a media perspective, but also just watching the industry grow despite, you know, you were discussing earlier about, you know, some trepidation around FDA regulations. And it's kind of like the industry as a whole is more or less throwing up a big middle finger going, you know what, you do what you fucking do, but we're going to keep moving. It's on a boom right now. In the nineties, you had the big cigar boom, right? Right. I think we're having a mini cigar boom right now. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it, would, if it would ever go back to the way it was in the 90s, because in the 90s, it, it was crazy. Like, I do research. I look back. You had, like, you know, actors coming out with their own cigars. You had, you know, George Hamilton come out. You know, it was just insane. Like, some of these, it really got saturated, but it was that boom, and everybody was smoking cigars, and then it just died down afterward. I think we're in a, in a, in a renaissance. We're in a mini boom right now. Yeah. I think that's going to be... The future looks very positive and bright for the cigar industry, and I can just hope to be a part of it some way or another shape or form. Let's say if the FDA crushes us, I would still want to be in this industry, you know, maybe working for one of the seven companies that could survive. You know, yeah, no shit. Know. yeah, yeah, we'll absolutely. Yeah, we hear you. So, so 
you've got the event coming up Friday. Are there any other details that you want to give about that? And what other what other things, what other events do you guys have coming up that you can plug real quick before we uh, okay, before we um, peace out? So I think we pretty much killed the uh, nightstick. We actually beat it to death. Get mm-hmm. it, nightstick, boom, beat. Boom. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we got that coming up Friday. Uh, the following Friday, I'm going to be with, uh, speaking to Elegant Plume. I'm going to be doing an event with her at a place called Gold Leaf. It's in uh, it's in North Carolina. If you Google uh, Gold Leaf Cigar Bar in North Carolina, it'll come up. We're going to be there Saturday, April 13th. And then the following Saturday, I'm going to be in Fort Pierce, Florida at S&M Cigar uh, Shop, and we're doing a Distinguished Ruffian uh, crawfish boil there. It's going to be sponsored by Protocol and Espinosa Cigars. So what I'm doing is I'm actually driving down Saturday morning. It, uh, it's about eight-hour drive from Pennsylvania to North Carolina. I'm driving down to be there at the event, and then I'm going to make my way over the next seven days to Florida Stopping at places along the way, I probably hit up Georgia, try to hit up a few shops in North Carolina. Kind of the same thing I did with that, uh, you know, that road trip that I did really, you know, left an imprint social media wise. And it also was positive for the company. So because of that road trip, I have this event on the 13th with uh, uh, Elegant Plume at Golden Leaf, at the Gold Leaf. But then um, I got shops to reach you. Next time you come down here, please stop by. So I'm saying, hey, you know something? I'm already being, I'm already down here in North Carolina. Why don't I just take a drive and then just hit it more? This, this will probably be a longer road trip because now right. it's going to be se- Saturday to Saturday is seven days. Damn. And then I probably want to drive slowly up again, uh, back up north. So I'm probably thinking it's going to be a Saturday to the next maybe Wednesday. Get home Wednesday. That's a bit, I'll be a long road trip. Seven I want to say probably about 10 days. That's going to be a long time on the road. That's a long road trip. Yeah, a long road trip. But I think it's, you know, this is the kind of stuff you got to do as you want to build this brand. You want to you wanna get out there. And that's what it is. I, I said it from the beginning, boots on the ground. And right now, my, my boots are the only ones available to do that kind of stuff. Um, I'm going to start doing that. We're going to hit Texas too soon. We got to hit Arizona. Uh, we're talking about being at the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival. That's in August. So... We got things planned, you know, things like we've and in and, and, and all the four years we've been in business, we've never been scheduled so busily. Like we just got so many things scheduled to do because now I'm, you know, I got the time and I want to devote my time and energy into this brand and building it and just getting it bigger. And, you know, and it's amazing. Like we've always had a nice, steady social media imprint, but I believe from January to now, starting with the the John Doe release, it's just been bam, bam, bam. Like it's been a, like a re, like a reinterest in our brand. I think it's uh, pretty awesome. What I'll say is, from entrepreneurs to entrepreneurs, is there is no fucking shortcuts. No, you gotta work hard. Yep, it's a it's a grind, but it's it's one that. Um, it's one that if you put the time and attention into it, the dividends they yep. it's paid off immensely. And you yep. guys are doing the right things in the right ways, and you you produce really great cigars. And I think everybody who listens is certainly going to be anticipating what you do next, which is awesome. 
um, we'll look for that IPCPR release as it as it comes forward. And of course, hopefully, you guys will get the press release. Uh, yeah. We will be ready to we'll rock ready. and roll at that time, my friend. So there is uh, there's no doubt that we will uh, blast it to the masses. And Juan, I cannot thank you enough for coming back on the podcast. You are always fantastic to talk to. I appreciate it, bro. This has I, been really, really fun. Really quick, really quick, I just want to throw this out there for anybody sure. listening that's having a hard time finding protocol or you can't find protocol, you're being them. Uh, go into your B&Ms, ask them for it. Once they have somebody asking for it, they'll reach out to us. But in the meantime, let's say you want to try it. B&M doesn't have it. I'm not going to tell you where to go to buy it, but we're in enough major online guys now mm-hmm. that if you Google protocol cigars, all the online stores that carry us, it will come up in a Google search. So I'm not telling you where to buy because, again, you know, that's not the type of thing I do. Unless we're doing like an exclusive release with that particular store. But we're in over 180 shops nationwide and we're in probably the top four five online cigar uh companies all you got to do is look you know and i'm a big supporter of being and we didn't go to the big guys until at least two years three years into our business our first goal was to build our brand through b&ms and our commitment is to continue having those relationships with b&ms but a business is a business and Sometimes you, you you have to play ball with the bigger guys, always keeping the smaller guys protected. Right. And by protecting, I mean price protected. But you, you you know some guys maybe they're in an area where they don't have a B in them, but they want. But you want to get your product out to as many people as possible. Right. So these are some of the things you have to do. You got to go to the big guys. Where now a guy who's in Boise, Idaho, that might be 50 miles from his nearest B and M says all right listen uh, i don't want to drive 50 miles back and forth that's an hour drive two hours i'm gonna waste i could just go in the you know go online boom, boom get a five pack get a single and just try it so anybody's interested in protocol cigars which i hope you guys listening to this podcast uh subscribe to hot ticket they're great guys awesome product great thank brand you, thank you but also anybody listening wants to uh, curious about protocol just google it protocol cigars it'll come up where you could buy it eventually we're on we're working on a website the website we have now is really is really terrible kind of but we're we're gonna do a legit website and we're gonna have the whole search thing like put your zip code in and it'll come up with the nearest we got all that in the works but everything takes time you know this yep. whole company was built organically nothing was planned uh it's very organic growth and we don't want to like when we came out with a cigar we the first cigar was only uh two sizes one one brand and two sizes you know a lot of c companies that come out they have come out with three brands and each brand has seven sizes we didn't want to we didn't want to do that we just kept it small what we could handle and we've been growing organically not growing ahead of ourselves and as we grow we have grown and continue to grow and that's how it's going to just keep on expanding but it's it's a slow organic natural growth and i think that's been also part of our success oh yeah for sure for sure yeah and what i've noticed and this is just me piggybacking on what you said as far as the uh the online the e-tailer presence that you guys have i've always noticed that the cigars are pretty readily available so it's not like you're going to click into a site and see a bunch out of stock i think you guys do a really good job of replenishing with those places they're typically yeah. available, so you know there should be no, at least from what I can tell, not a lot of major stock issues or things like that. So right. it's it's definitely accessible. Absolutely. 
Well, Juan, this has been wonderful. We've had an awesome time. And again, it's really, really good talking to you again. And obviously, I know we'll do it again soon anyway. The so. next step in this relationship is to do this in person. Yeah, That'd we, be great. we definitely. And I need to come to event. Please let us know the next time I'm you're thinking, like closer to the Pittsburgh area, too. We're going to do the Pittsburgh area, right? Yeah. Why don't we find a shop, right? That. Uh, all right. So I'm thinking. Jim Robinson has that leaf and bean in Pittsburgh, right? Okay, yep. If I can set up an event with those guys, right? You guys come earlier. I'm sure he has Wi-Fi. We go into a conference room or something, and we'll do the show right at the at the event. You know, we're here at Leaf and Bean. Da 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 da. That might be a cool thing to do, and it's we're 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 live together there. Maybe we can even film it to put it up on on your YouTube channel. Yeah, we can or do our that. YouTube channel. Or whatever that that's 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 not a bad idea yeah we have all the equipment to support it we'd love to do that chris and i had actually been discussing that for a long time as far as hosting some of the podcasts at bnms yep on, on the piggy you know piggybacking on events so i think that be would be great cool because it, 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 it now it's mutual beneficial to all parties involved it's beneficial to whatever cigar brand is there to whatever shop is there you're doing it at and you guys and you guys just publicize each other and feed off each other's social media and boom together the commemoration for that one time that whole day is all about you guys and it just brings awareness and raises awareness hell yeah that'd be beautiful if you can uh if you if you have the ability to set that up we'll make sure that we're there yep right i'm gonna try to set that up but the first thing i'm gonna try to set up as soon as we get off the phone i'm gonna reach out to rocky and get you guys uh get him on your show uh that uh, would be best. incredible i will literally shit myself I'm, right. And I'm being very serious. I'll, I'll probably, I'll wear a diaper during that one because I'll need to. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> well, thanks, Juan. This has been wonderful. Yes. And uh, we will certainly talk soon, my friend. All right. Later. All, All right. right see you, bud. Wonderful podcast. There you yeah. go, everybody. The wonderful world of cigars. And uh, coming from a guy who literally started out just being an admirer of the industry, being an being admirer a, of cigars, being, being a, a civil servant and being a civil servant, which uh, his partner Bill still is. And um, he's probably looking forward to retirement too. So he can invest, you know, time and tension and energy into it as much as Juan's doing. It's, it's actually been really cool too. Uh, and you know, I mentioned, I mentioned it when we were talking to him, watching just his Instagram stories of him just going out and about his trips to Florida. Like I was frat parties. It was, I was cracking <laughs> up the whole time. I was like, this is the most glorious thing I've ever seen. But I, you know, we always hope that you guys can hear, these are the stories behind, you know, some of the people that you, you may not think that you have access to or, you know, it's a, it's a brand manager and they're too busy to do these things. It's like, these guys are some of the nicest like, human beings I've ever met in my life. They might be able to schedule an appointment with you in the next four months if you want to right. talk with the owners. Yeah, th- literally, Juan and I put this together in a matter of like days. Like it yeah. was one of those things where we kind of reconnected real quickly and I was like, let's, well, let's fucking do it. What is, how does this time work? And he goes, let's do this time. And that, you know, that was it. And their story is really cool. Their cigars are even better. Um, so check out protocol cigars. Um, as Juan mentioned, they're, they're pretty much everywhere. So yeah, their pea tastes really good. Yeah. I like having a a bunch of those peas in my mouth. Yeah. (laughs) So we want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. Yes. We hope you enjoyed the interview. We certainly enjoy doing that. Makes me so. want to smoke one right now, really bad. I'm, I'm, I may smoke the fur missile. <gasps> oh, you're gonna do it? No, I'm not gonna do it. You pussy. Definitely not gonna do it. 
But um, we thank you guys for listening. This is episode 95, so we're chugging along. We're five away from that episode 100. Oh, my God. And uh, we'll be back at you guys next week with episode 96. See everyone. Bye. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the podcast. We hope you enjoyed this interview with Juan. He's actually probably one of my favorite people to talk to. He's just so upbeat. He's such positive energy. He's always got great stories, the best stories. The guy is just living the life right now. So I don't, I can't thank him enough for actually being on today, and we coordinated it pretty quickly. But um, it was a wonderful episode, and uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, you can get a hold of myself at the Hot Ticket Pod on Instagram. You can get a hold of Chris at Big Six Chris on Instagram. You can get both. You can actually find us both as main administrators for the Hot Ticket Cigar Faction Group on Facebook. It's a wonderful group. Um, please join if you love interaction, you love knowledge, and you like banter. It's a great group for that. Um, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic, Google Play, Spotify. And please, as always, if you could, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Next week, we'll be at you with episode 96. And until then, thanks, everybody. Enjoy. Enjoy.